Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Get Wrecked here on Play Along Podcast. As you know, Get Wrecked is our show where we swap recommendations with people. We swap game recommendations. One of us from Play Along Pod is joined by another friend of the show, fellow podcaster, Twitch streamer. We get two games. We talk about those games, and we sit and think, can we recommend this to you? Is this something you guys would play? Joining me today is the man himself, Dave from Remember 64. Dave, how you doing, man? Great to have you on the show. Great to be on the show, good sir. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's it's a good evening to be sitting here with you, and uh, I'm excited yes. to talk about a couple of these games. These this is a uh, this is a very interesting mix. These two that we're getting into, I think it's a kind of a, a weird combo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite part of doing this is like the two games that I I present and the two games that we decide to talk about with this get wrecked usually are like polar opposites or have yeah. nothing to do with one another, and they're so strange, but they end up we end up finding connections somehow, which is what I yeah. what I usually yeah. love. But yeah, super excited about this. But yeah, Dave, you host Remember 64, your podcast there. I was on an episode of that where we talked about Glover, which was a great time. Interesting uh, playing Glover in, in modern times, but you should definitely go check out that episode. But if people don't know about your show, why don't you tell them a little bit about Remember 64? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, it was... Man, it's so crazy to say that I sort of started it a little bit on a whim where I... Mm -hmm. Found a, a, a 64 because my old one wasn't working. I still had a controller, oddly enough. Um, and I found one in a store. It had just a little chip in the corner of it. Mm -hmm. And they slashed the price down to just like 50 bucks with a controller. And I was like, well, this is a no-brainer. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's I was a steal. You have to grab that. I had to yeah. grab it, right? And and I wasn't looking for it. I was actually just kind of looking around the store anyways. And, you know, it's you know it's not money I needed to spend, but it was one like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in a couple games. I right. a couple of my cartridges still. Um, and, and then I just kind of had this idea going, well, you know what? This... With the age that I am in my mid-30s and a lot of people mm. that I talk to and my friends I grew up with, my family and all that kind of stuff, and honestly other podcasters and stuff that are in that range of like 30 to 45, let's say, the N64 is sort of this like perfect timing of a console Yep. where you sat down anywhere between, I would say, the ages of 10 to 20 and, yep. or I guess if I did the math the way I was supposed to there, 8 to 25 or something <laughs> like that. Um, numbers, man. I don't know. Um and uh, and it's like this crazy mix of, of party games, but also some really great yeah. classic single player games. And I said, you know what? This would actually be a really interesting, awkward time of gaming to jump into. And yeah. of all consoles, do it on a console like this that has such a, uh, I would say, controversial or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, sort of controller. I think that's like a lot of the discussion is just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, the oh, controller is so yeah. awkward. And it is. It is. I, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, and honestly, a lot of the games are also awkward. Glover is a perfect example, I would 100%. say. 100%. Glover is a great example of that, of yeah. an awkward game. <laughs> yeah. And and so those ideas just popped in my head over the course of a couple of weeks after yeah. I picked up that console. And I thought, let's, let's get into this. But instead of just talking about the console... I want to play these games because I think, mm -hmm. like we probably discussed on, on our on the episode that you came on uh, for Glover, and I have done with pretty much everybody else. There's always the big titles that everyone played, but it's all yeah. those medium or smaller ones. For me, Glover was a perfect example that I knew what it was, but I never played it. Great example, right. great way I can jump into it. So it's sort of an exploration of myself being able to to play all these games, often for the first time or for more mm -hmm. than just like the first fifteen minutes. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, which is most of how a lot of my games that weren't Zelda, Mario, or Pokemon is how I played them. It was like, cool, I played it for like an hour, couldn't beat it as a kid, never touched it again. Exactly, exactly. And I, and again, something we actually talked about on the, on the Glover episode about, yep. about that too. Yep. Um, level 23, if you want to look at it, it is from uh, February of 2023, level 23 called Glove Slap. Mm. That's what I titled it because... I don't know. Yeah. I come up with silly titles. Anyways, we are. I, I am going through with people like yourself and a number of other mm-hmm. hosts and, and guests and stuff, going through every single game, or at least until mm-hmm. I can take it anymore, going through every single game of the N64's <laughs> library. Uh, there's no chronological order. I'm just sort of, you yeah. know, asking the guest or, or co-host, like, hey, what do you what do you feel like playing? If we haven't covered it yet, yeah. I'm down. I will play anything because um, yeah. often it's going to be for the first time. So I talk a little bit about the development of the game. If if I you know how how much there is. Sometimes there's a lot. Sometimes there's almost nothing. If it's like a licensed game, it's kind of like mm. well, it's a licensed game. Let's just the movie came out. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> movie came that, out. Here's a game that came out with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yes. Anyways, long and short of it is talk about these games, the development of it, have guests on. Yeah. And uh, and that's pretty much it. We just sort of talk about our experience of what we played if we played this earlier and how it how it feels to play it now um, and kind of yeah, go through it. Yeah. All. So yeah, yeah. It's it's so cool because like you were saying, the N sixty four is such an interesting console and like the time it came out and awkward is a perfect example because it has some of like the games like for me i talked about on the episode like like awkward of time like made me like a gamer and i and like that 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 was the case for a lot of people too but because it was that like first jump into 3d there's a lot of awkward steps that came with (laughs) with that which is a lot of really weird games that came out of that they didn't really understand controls and mapping buttons and all of that so there you get things from again from ocarina of time all the way over to glover in just the weird spectrum of like things that came out on the nintendo 64 uh but dave i'm curious yes it, what game has like uh, that you've played for the show so far has like surprised you the most rather it's like a game that you know holds up actually really well in modern times or a game that you thought was like good and people hold it high and you're like this just actually isn't very good anymore <laughs> i actually i think there's going to be a lot more of those the further we get into yeah. it like, oh, this game <laughs> yeah, is great because yeah. again awkward um yes and actually a lot of it before i get in, I, I answer the question is a lot of the awkwardness and a lot of the the limitations that some of these games run into, Glover may have been an Mm. example of this as well, is that through development in the first couple years of the console, and I talk about this multiple times, uh, especially for games that were 96, 97, and a little bit in 98 as well, they Mm. didn't have their hands on any of the hardware to create these games. So That's mind-blowing. Yeah, so as of this recording, uh, uh, GoldenEye is 25 years old. We just had a a level 32 released Mm. about GoldenEye 007, and that is a perfect example of a classic, incredible, you know, cultural game for gaming and just people in general, honestly. Yep. Um, FPSs and all that kind of stuff. But they made most of that game without any idea what even the controller was. And then they had to deal with it that way. So it's just a, one of those things. So there's a lot that of surprises. A lot, yeah, for, it, right. For Goldeneye yeah. and the controls. Yeah, exactly. So although the re-releases are are pretty decent, um, but dual joysticks is a whole other thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I I so for me, the biggest surprise I would say. I mean, there's games like. Um, uh, like Buck Bumble that I never played before that mm. I really enjoyed, but I wasn't surprised because when I was looking at footage before I picked it up, I thought, oh, this actually yeah. looks 
Like I, w- I could enjoy this. And yeah. as long as it controls well, I think I'll have a good time with it. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. But this isn't a perfect game that I'm going give to you, give you as the answer. But I do think that they were going for a lot. It was fairly early in the life cycle of the console. And somehow has lots of personality, even though it's a very mm. serious game. But as Mission Impossible. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's not great. But there's something about <laughs> going through, like the story is pretty good. You're playing as as Ethan, but you know it's coming out around the same time that the first movie and second movie are coming out. But it doesn't look anything like Ethan. It's sort of like the side right. story thing. But the developers seem to have like a lot of fun with some like inside jokes and things like that, and like secret levels. Okay, and, okay. And all the missions are very like, you know, it's it is very much like the movie and the old show where you have to. Put a mask mm. on and put a tracker over here and put the smoke bomb over here and make sure you don't alert any guards or whatever. But yeah, it doesn't control perfectly, but I was... That was the that was the conception. That was the idea, but putting yeah. it into practice, maybe uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah, the execution is hit and miss depending on which level you're you're playing. But um, yeah, but it's... Uh, I had way more fun with it. I thought it was going to be complete trash. So uh, I think that's what it was, is my expectations were far lower yeah. uh, for that one than a lot of <laughs> other ones. And uh, yeah, again, it's not perfect. It's not a super long game. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I like me some Mission Impossible. So that, that's always yeah. fun. So that, that's uh, honestly I, top of mind so far. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, too, like a game's length adds to my enjoyment so much. Yeah. Where it's like, if a game's like not like that great, but it's like five under five hours, I'm like, fine doable like oh, you did you, you you had your space you, you you said what you needed to say and you were done it yeah. was a rough road on the way there but you got there and i was yeah. like okay that, that's fine that's fine yeah. i can excuse that way more than a bad game that's like 50 hours long oh, it's like geez. this is this is a nightmare luckily also, i haven't I reached any have of those time. yet on the 64 at least yeah. <laughs> and, and but i'm sure we'll get there i am playing one right now i won't spoil which game it is but it is based mm. on a old franchise that for the first time went okay. into 3d which i know happened a lot of the time in this generation of consoles mm-hmm. and it is peak awkwardness i will say that um, oh my gosh that's so that's so good yeah so in like probably in september october 2023 is when you'll hear it uh, when i'll get a chance to release mm-hmm. it and stuff but uh i'm playing through it right now and yeah it's awkward just always comes to mind with most of these games it's so yes, interesting it's, it's just how it is too yeah uh so so uh, us here on play along are notorious for having uh hot takes and uh i have bad opinions on things do you have any uh n64 game that you've played that as like you have a hot take on either a game that is notoriously well known and and has its accolades or a game that like people just can't admit hasn't held up very well since it came out I mean, I, I think replaying GoldenEye on 64 and also yeah. playing the new versions that were just released on, on Game, Could, I played game Pass. Comparing the, the two. Yeah, and comparing yeah. the two. Like you mentioned before, the control really does make a difference. Yeah. I really do think that it's just, but it's just what they were given. So like things yeah. like that, I've run into multiple times in just, you know, 32 games, which is nothing. Yeah. Which is nothing. There's a couple hundred that, right. to, to get into at least. And so I, I don't hold that against the games or the developers because that's just what they were given, the situation that they were yeah. put in. Um, you know, you can tell that a lot of games, especially a game like GoldenEye, there was passion put into that because there's so many little jokes and fun things that they mm-hmm. did with it. And um, yeah, I, I think one of the ones, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I, I was pretty disappointed by it. Um, and that's the South Park game. 
And oh yeah, that's one that people a lot of people really enjoy. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people I really like, love that game. I like South Park. I yeah. have always liked South, especially the later and later it got. It just got more and more smart and more and more you mm. know, impactful. I would say and and, yeah. and and everything. And um, you know, this is this is old school South Park. You know, it's really just the potty humor is really what they're going for. This is around the time yep. that the movie came <laughs> out and whatever. So yeah, some of the jokes really don't hold up, and it's really hard to play some yeah. of the levels because of that. But the gameplay itself is not good. It is <laughs> clunky. Um, it's running off the Turok engine, and then just a oh, couple... that's always that's interesting. Yeah, and but and and Turok isn't perfect, the first one especially, but somehow that game is just so much better than what South Park is. Like I don't know. If they just threw a bunch of ideas and just said, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is a funny scene from South Park," let's let's make something. Let's just of do that. it in the game. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's just it's, it's there's fun weapons and ideas around them, mm-hmm. but the execution of everything is really clunky and wasn't wasn't great. And the controls, yeah. oh my god, the controls, oh my god, I don't know what they did. I don't know what they. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it just it was it didn't work. So. Yeah, that was a big oh, that was a big and, disappointment because I I just I wanted to have a good time with South Park and yeah. that, that was it. So yeah, yeah. Knowing that like the unfortunate uh, fact of a lot of the developers not having access to the hardware really shows because that's what I remember the most. A lot of N sixty four games of just like the controller already is working against itself. It's working yeah. against you. So like you got to have like a game that like utilizes this really well. And when both of those things aren't working, it's just uh, it's a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not it's not it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. I, I don't yeah. I don't like shitting on games. I don't like, you know, saying like, yeah. oh, this is a bad game. People are doing their job. They are trying their hardest. Yeah. They are putting art out there. And I appreciate mm. that no matter what it is. Yes. You know, they're, they're not putting out... Just because it's a licensed game doesn't mean they're just trying to put out trash. You right. know? It doesn't mean it's less effort involved into it. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. there's limitations of time. Never mind what kind of hardware right. or software you're given and stuff, too. Sometimes that... Right. Especially with licensed games, that happens very often. So yeah. that that's not what it is. It's just... Yeah, just the execution of it just didn't yeah. work. And it is what it is. You know? It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So one one more question for you about the show and, and 64 games before we jump into it here, you know, with us and play along, we have lots of different variety of games that we choose from. And some games people have like asked us to play and some we've been like a little begrudging to jump into. Is there any N64 games out there that you're not looking for or you're just like kind of dreading kind of covering or is there one that's like because people always talk about superman 64 being being really bad so it's like any of those that come to mind when you're looking at the 64 library um yeah superman's always one that that i've heard from people or potential guests or even just with friends and stuff like oh my god you you put yourself in a show like that and now you're gonna have to play the worst game ever made or whatever and yeah I'm I'm fine with exploring games like that. I remember renting that game. I don't remember yeah. if I liked it. I'm sure I was terrible at it, or the game was terrible at making me terrible at it. I don't <laughs> exactly. know what it is. Um, but those ones don't aren't, aren't what bother me. It's more actually. I was more nervous to cover games like Majora's Mask. That's mm, yeah. the stuff that yeah, I dread yeah. because I never played that game. I had oh, so you were playing it for the first time. Playing it for the first time, and maybe I yeah, I'm gonna be the guy that's gonna crush everyone's dreams. And not that anyone cares what (laughs) I have to say, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, 
a hot take is fine. Your opinion's your opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course. Um, of course. But so, there's some titles like that. Like, that was there. I mean, I, I've played a lot of the other larger titles, so it's hard to say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's Majora's Mask was one that I was afraid I wasn't going to love what they did with it. I don't really love the time mm-hmm. mechanic of it. I'm still not in love yeah. with what they did with that, although I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. The execution was hit and miss, depending on what situation I was in. Um, but largely, I really enjoyed the game, so people can listen to that episode yeah. as well. But um, And then, honestly, it's not about a bad game. It's more just like, okay, I'm playing a full library, and now I have to play these types of games, which is like Elmo's uh, you know, yeah. number <laughs> cruncher or whatever it's called. I don't know. I didn't you even know, think like, about like kids games like that even consider that that's so funny yeah because there's like the series of like sesame street games and stuff and i'll play them i'm sure it'll take me 45 minutes but i'll play them um and just say like hey this would be good for kids but the problem with something like that is there's not this like i can't really put myself in a six-year-old's shoes anymore right i think if i was i could say like oh when i was 19 i could have felt like this when i played Majora's mm-hmm. Mask or GoldenEye or right. whatever a few years after it came out or something but there's something about those those young those games for young, that are strictly for younger kids yeah that as someone who doesn't have kids at the moment and someone who will have a hard time picturing myself as a six-year-old anymore playing this will be tough to get like an actual opinion out of so I don't know how right. interesting those will be to listen to but we will get to them yeah we will get to them and you know what I I think there there is a niche there for sure I think the yeah. the retro collector gamer dads that are wanting to start their kids off with the old school stuff and they're like you know what I want to start my kid on Nexus 4 just like me Elmo's adventure is here this is a perfect game to give to my kid and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. I think there's a, there's there's definitely a niche there that I think that those episodes will I fill, will do so. my best so. to 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 capitalize on that how about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um, okay Dave so we play a lot of games for the podcast for the show but if we have time usually i try to play some games outside of that so have you been playing anything outside of kind of games you've been covering for your show yeah um i was able to play on guard which is a game that oh I, I saw that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's really cool uh it's just a release within the last two weeks it came out in august and mm-hmm. um it's a third person action game and you play as a female protagonist in i want to say 16th or 17th century spain i can't remember exactly what it mm-hmm. is and you're you're kind of like female zorro is kind of what you're doing a mix between zorro and robin hood is kind of what you're doing so, so cool. yeah so it's really cool um the idea of it is you're trying to take down the duke of of you know the city that you're you're in or the region that you're in and he's taking people's tax money to spend it on himself and you want to give money back mm-hmm. to the poor great cool robin hood all the way i'm all for it right um but what's cool is that the, the combat is very similar to what you'd find in uh, Sifu or the Arkham series or even the Spider-Man series now, yeah. um, where there's indicators above enemies' heads or there mm-hmm. are certain actions that you can either dodge, parry, block, um, or just kind of run away or whatever. Um, so that that is recognizable. That's stuff yeah, that we've yeah. seen now at this point for the past you know dozen years, I would say. Um, this one does it really, really well. It's really tight. I ran into absolutely zero bugs whatsoever yeah. with it. It looks nice. fluid. I'm watching some gameplay on it now, and it's like the combat is very like agile. Your character yes. is very agile. The, the the actual fighting looks very fluid too. It looks really cool. Yeah. So like when you're blocking multiple times, there could be multiple characters mm-hmm. attacking you at once. It's not like one of those games where so it, I think this happens a little bit in Arkham. It, it's just part of the game. Yeah. It is what it is. There's nothing wrong with it. But you're usually 
blocking or parrying or attacking one enemy at a time. Or they're going to... Only one of them is going to attack you at a time, maybe two. And then you have some mm. moves that could block both of it. With this, right. sometimes three people are swinging their swords or their weapons at you at once. And the oh, game man. wants you not to try and block, parry, and dodge all at the same time. Because it's physically you can't do that. It wants you right. to run away, regroup, grab an item, toss oh. it at an enemy, jump over the wall, kind of do all this stuff. So it's not really asking you to stand there and be Terminator or be Batman. Right. Like it wants you to be agile, like you're saying. It wants you to be fluid. Mm-hmm. It encourages you in little sort of tips that come along to say like, if you're overwhelmed, try to get away from the situation and regroup mm-hmm. and do what you can. Because what's cool, what the best part about it and why it was so fun was that... Um, like I mentioned, you can throw stuff at, at people. So let's say there's like a bucket on the ground. You can pick up a bucket, throw it at an enemy. It gets stuck on their head, like really cartoon style. Oh my gosh, that's great. And then yeah, they, you can hear so them funny. screaming under the under it. It's all muffled and stuff too. Like, oh no, oh no. It's it's great. It's so <laughs> funny. Um, also, very funny game too. It has a really good time with, with just poking fun at movies and other tropes. And right. there's references to Puss in Boots and Zorro. And like, it's it's really, really good. It's having a good time. Oh, that's cool that it's like self-aware like that. Uh, awesome. It's 100% self-aware. The, the voice acting is really funny. The writing is really great. But so you can throw like a bucket, for example. You can pick up a lamp and throw it at explosives. That'll knock guys over. Um, you can, you know, dodge around guys and... It just wants you to sort of be, you can jump and, and jump off railings and off ropes mm. and things and just create this sort of chaos so that the, the enemies, because the enemies, there will be, let's say, eight of them in one sort of little yeah. arena room or whatever. Unless you do that, you're not going to survive the fight. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So it encourages you to do that, not only because for survival, but because that's just the way the game is structured. It wants you to have fun and yeah. do funny things and, and have a good time with it while you and the enemies are quipping at each other as you go. It's not like it's just music That's and it's cool. silent. It's like, oh, no, like he, she went that way. And, oh, no, she went that way. Oh, you think you can throw a bucket at me? Watch this. Like, things like that. <laughs> like, it's it's really fun like that. And um, another great thing about it, and one of the reasons why uh, I was able to play it all the way through fairly quickly, although I did want to keep going, is that, like you mentioned earlier, it is literally four or five hours, and that for oh, the main you, That is like that is the the cherry on top. This yeah. game already sounded cool, and now you're like four hours easy, yeah. easy pickup. It has like an arena mode where like it does this mm-hmm. fun thing where like it'll give you a perk, and then there will be you know a sort of a, a debuff on you or a buff to the enemies at the same time, and you can kind of go through multiple stages and see how far you can get. But it's all just yeah. for fun, and that's outside of the campaign and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, on guard is a lot of fun. Uh, it's not like this, you know, $70 game that you're going to whip through in four hours. It's, it's sort of like, I think it's around 30 or something like that. But, um, regardless of price, I thought the game was really fun and, um, they did a really good job. It's really polished, mm-hmm. looks nice. And, uh, yeah. And, oh. it's, and it's a funny time. Like it, you, you'll yeah. chuckle through it, which is one of the reasons why, although, and then I will say, I'll have to, I have to put this note on it. It is pretty difficult. It is not a, okay. an easy game. Um, there are a couple like boss fights where you have this one character who's a little bit has more moves and has more health mm-hmm. and things like that. On top of all the enemies that are usually attacking, all the you. oh man, okay, yeah, this sounds cool. This sounds but cool. You are able to do more things because the arena is bigger. The fights do take mm-hmm. sometimes take fifteen or twenty minutes and stuff. Um, so it's not an easy time, even though it is a lighthearted time, I would say. But uh, I That's thoroughly, cool. I, I like, yeah, yeah, I like the a little bit of challenge in there too because yep. it's it's. 
even it's in its visual style it's, it seems very uh, jovial yes. in its in its style only 20 bucks too it's actually not it's not too bad 19.99 on steam guys there you go. go check out on garden looks super cool yeah super cool um anything else you wanted to shout out that you're playing um other than the games that we had here i was i yeah. was playing through goldeneye for quite a while so that was uh, that was something i i think oh i just started playing i think we talked about this really briefly like maybe like a few weeks ago or something I started playing Rift Apart for the first time, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, nice, nice. Now that we wrapped up the game for for our podcast, I really want to try Rift Apart because it looks so good. Yeah, so so it's one of the the ones that got me to finally subscribe to Plus. Uh, I got a PS5 Mm, a year ago and haven't had Plus. I just purchased a couple games and played Horizon. Mm. I played Miles Morales, the games that I hadn't played yet and whatever. God of War was one of the reasons why I picked up the console in the first place. Um, And then... You know, it was like, I think it was like 15 or 20 bucks off for the year for Plus. And I was like, that's that's fine. There's games here that I want to yeah. play. Rift Apart is one of them. Uh, Devil May Cry 5, maybe. Returnal. Like, those yeah. games I haven't played yet, so I want to play those Oh, things. Returnal is really good. Yeah. You should try so that, Returnal. It's a that's lot of fun. What, that's what's up next for uh, once I finish Rift Apart. So Rift Apart's really good. I'm about five or six hours in. Again, okay. s- similar with On Guard, um, I I feel like I, I needed this sort of like my, my sort of quote-unquote summer break i guess before starfield spider-man whatever the hell else comes out in the next several months absolutely um i wanted something more lighthearted, something that wasn't super difficult whatever the mix between on guard and rift apart was perfect because it's it's a gorgeous game obviously the voice acting is great the presentation's amazing and the gameplay is classic you know third person ratchet and clank with goofy weapons i'm not a huge i don't have a huge history with this series i've only played a couple of Mm -hmm. them I think on PS2 was probably the last time I played them. Um, So those were early ones. And uh, I don't know if any of these weapons are new. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are, I want to say there's 20 to 25 weapons. There's tons. That's a good, that's a good Um, jump from the, from the 2016 one. Cause I think that one had like 12 or so like around there. Yeah. Maybe 25 is pushing it, but either way I'm constantly running through different ones for different scenarios. They do a really good job of letting you pick whatever you want, but take you when you take advantage of your full arsenal, which I mm. guess the title of like one of them. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Is it up your arsenal? Isn't that what it is? I think that's one. Up of your them. arsenal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it really does make a difference, and it really does make it more fun. Um, and the yeah. story is really cool. It's really fun. New characters, which are really great, and uh, yeah, I'm liking it so far. I'm really liking it. That's so cool. I'm so pumped to jump into that because I've been wanting to play 2016 for a long time. We finally just decided to play it for the podcast. Yeah. Played through that. And now, like you said, Rift Apart, Rift Apart is on PS Plus. So it's yes. like, bro, it's right there. Yeah, the exactly. only thing, the only barrier is time and other time. games I'm playing and everything. Too. Yeah, I, I think um, that's one of the reasons why I, why I press play on that before something like Returnal or Final Fantasy VII yeah, Returnal. or whatever. Because... I can pick up and, and play a couple hours yeah. every week or every couple weeks and feel okay yeah. about that, right? And I'll get to it. So it's not yeah. the primary game, but I'm totally fine with it. And that's why it's there. And that's why yeah. I got Plus was so I could do things like that with it. And yeah, uh, yeah. I so think I put like tw- I think I put like 28, maybe 30 hours into Returnal. So definitely a little longer, but totally definitely fine. try that out because Returnal, Returnal was so good. Yeah, it looks like um, it's my cup of tea, so. Yeah. For myself, yeah. I've been playing, uh, I can't, it's always like, 
I'm playing games for the podcast, and that's usually the focus. And it's yeah, like yeah. I want to like play something that is outside of these kind of games. Uh, I've been playing Miles Morales because I got that with my PS5. It was the copy that came with the PS4 um, yep. remastered Spider-Man, and I never played that one, so I did that first. Tried to get the platinum trophy. Burnt myself out on Spider-Man because it's like way too much to do all of that. So I was like, you know, what, let me let me just take a little that Spider-Man break. Only, yeah, that was my only platinum trophy I've ever gotten. Is in that game. Oh, is the Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was like after collecting everything, it's, and I was like, I can't. My soul, I, get it. I can't do it. I can't do more Spider-Man. I, I, I'll tell you that last few hours wasn't fun. It was just work. So yeah, <laughs> it's totally yeah, yeah. Fine. So I, I was it. I was excited to play Miles Morales, but at that point I was like, let me take a little break. That was a while ago. That's like when I first got my PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, so now jumping into Miles Morales, and again, I know that game is truncated. It's much shorter. I think it's maybe five to ten hours or so. So I was like, beautiful. I I love that. That's super good. And plus, I need to get that out of the way because Spider Man Two is coming up, and I'm very excited for that. That yes. game looks amazing. Looks super cool. Cool to see Venom in there. I'm excited to see kind of what other uh, uh, Spider-Man villains pop up too. But Miles Morales is a ton of fun. It's really cool just how like the world and the gameplay is the same, but Miles controls so different compared mm-hmm. to Peter. Like in his swinging, in his combat, in like his level up moves, the skills you unlock, and his suits. It's so like uniquely him, and they did a fantastic job like differentiating those two as being yeah. completely different characters, even though they play similarly but they stand out as being different too which i i love so much yeah i i um that was one of the ones that i bought so i i got my console with the god of war packed in with it last mm-hmm. year and um miles was on sale at that exact time for like 15 bucks or something i'm like i want to play this game no matter what so i'm gonna buy it yeah. now and i seem like yeah i'll get to it right i loved it i thought it was fantastic i think you're right i think it's really cool that that they, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's obvious reasons with with their suits and their abilities as to, as to why yeah. they're going to feel a little bit different. But largely, it it I would say it's not the same game, but it feels like it's familiar. Yeah, at least it's familiar. So if you played PS4, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember this. But it's yeah. different enough to be like, this isn't the game I just played. Yeah, right? and this and the story is obviously different. And honestly, the right. story is probably better. On I think it's, yeah, I think it's probably better. And and I. Yeah. I like, this is probably the third or fourth time we've already brought it up, but we'll probably say it again later. But um, I like <laughs> that it's not as long, honestly. I think yes. I think it's That's great. Have you, the have you finished it? or? No, I'm still playing through right now. Okay. I'm, I'm early. I'm like mm, two hours or so in. Okay. So yeah. I'm still doing a lot of the early game stuff. Yeah. But um, no, I'm still I'm loving it. It's so it, much fun. It's great. It's I mean, yeah. j- just the systems in general that, that they've created. Oh, yeah are going to be great so it's it's cool that you're and you're hitting at a great time like you said so it's going to be uh it's going to be cool to kind of jump in and see even more close together what they've changed or what they've sort of iterated on and everything yeah so So i'll be right off the back of miles morales when i jump into two and that comes out in september that's next month we have no time. Man. There's too many games. No what time. is this game of the year discussion going to be? It's going to be oh. wild. What games pop up for game of the year this year? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I was convinced it was going to be Zelda, but I'm not even sure. Like that's the case. Now. I haven't even played Zelda. Like there's too many games. There's too <laughs> yeah. much stuff to play. What am I supposed to do? Why did yeah. I start a Remember 64 and 64 <laughs> podcast when 2023 was you know just a few months away? Right like, what was I? It was thinking? right around the corner. You know, like yeah. Oh man, it's it's gonna be wild. Um, yeah. The only other game I play, which is kind of like my palate cleanser game, um, I love skateboarding games. Nice. This is like kind of like my, my low key. I love skate. I played a ton of pro skater and underground as a kid. Um, Ollie Ollie World is just yes. so much fun. Great game. I love. 
I played Ollie Ollie and Ollie Ollie 2 on Vita when I had my Vita. It was like one of my favorite Vita games. And Ollie Ollie World came to PS Plus. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll check it Ooh, out. Oh, is it? Ooh, it's, I might it, play it again then. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much fun. It's like, it's just like, again, turn your brain off fun where I can go around and skateboard. And it, it's more like, it, it's more involved than the other two. I don't know if you've seen anything on Ollie Ollie World, but it's I played it, it, it. Or if it's you played great. the first one. Oh, cool. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, so much like character customization and like the character models remind me of Adventure Time. That's kind of what aesthetically <laughs> yeah. what they look like. That's kind of what the whole world looks like. Yeah. So if you're looking for a, a turn your braid off chill skateboarding game that has the aesthetics of Adventure Time, then that's it for you. But. Yeah, and, and and it's it's 2D skateboarding and it's sort of like yeah. it feels like a skateboarding version of games like Super Meat Boy or Celeste yes. or something like it's Absolutely. not it's not dif- it's not easy it is pretty difficult after you get yes. into a couple of the stages and stuff yeah. um there's a lot of different moves you have to do a lot of st- a lot of you know sort of twitch reactions and stuff but yeah um but it looks good it sounds good it plays really really well i haven't picked yeah. it up since it was released so it's been a couple years now but i really i really enjoyed it yeah, yeah. You know, I, I said turn your brain off fun, but there is lots of times where I get very it's frustrating game to play. I think Celeste is a perfect comparison because I love Celeste too, but it's kind of like that where th- there's there's little achievements and little things that you can do as you mm-hmm. go where it's like, you know, do a certain amount of tricks or earn a certain yes. score or whatever. But there's always one to beat the level without resetting. And I can't, you get checkpoints, but my brain won't let me checkpoint. I gotta go all the way back to the beginning and I gotta do the level without dying, without crashing or anything like that, which just involves me playing through one level over and over and over again. But I promise you, I, I'm saying it's difficult, but it is a lot of fun. And it's a very it aesthetically is. pleasing too. So I mean, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into uh, the meat of this episode, the games we're going to be talking about. And first up is going to be the game that you recommended me to play, which is Hard Space Shipbreaker. Space Shipbreaker, which I'm surprised that I've said that without messing it up twice in a row, because every time I've said it before, I say hard ship space breaker, I hard break <laughs> ship space. It confuses me all the time. There's too many S's. There's too many ships in space in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hard Space Shipbreaker is an action adventure simulation game developed by Blackbird Interactive, published by Focus Entertainment, came out back in May 24th, 2022 on PC, and later was ported to PS5 in the Xbox series on September 20th of that year as well. 
uh, kind of the little synopsis of this game is that you are, you know, early 24th century and the earth is kind of plagued by a variety of issues, food shortages, climate change. Sorry, did you say 2023? Sorry. Is it... <laughs> yeah, I was like, is, is this now? This is happening this is, now, right? This is... This is, this is right now. This is now. It's a TV show, right? It's like a reality yeah. show? Yeah. <laughs> it's reality TV. It is. It, it's way too close to home. I know, it's right? little, a little triggering with yeah. all this. But uh, essentially what these people can do to you know, allocate funds and work up this incredible debt is to go up into space and kind of deconstruct all these ships and, and you know, salvage them, salvage them for parts and destroy what is not needed. Very dangerous job, but one that is going to kind of be the only way to get pe- a lot of these people out of this extreme debt that they have, <laughs> have accumulated. Um, so I, so in the beginning, we always say if we're going, if I finished it, if not, so I have not finished Hard Space Shipbreaker because I found out it's like 25 hours long or 30 hours long or so. Um, and do I plan to finish it? I'm not sure, right? I don't know if I'll get to the very end and then going into what I recommended. Yes, I would recommend this game, but there's little caveats to that. So you'll, you'll get a little bit of that as we go into the episode and I talk more about how I feel about the game. Okay. But before that, Dave, I'm very curious, you know, your history with Hard Space Shipbreaker and kind of what was it about this game that, you know, if, if you found out someone didn't play, you found out I hadn't played it before, you're like, yes, you have to play this. It's something that you would want to recommend to. So the reason why I, I first heard about it was, I mean, it was on, it was in like early access um, on Steam for, I want to say like a year or something and sitting on my wish list. Mm-hmm. And I heard a couple podcasts mention say, oh, you know, the developers are, you know, really talking about it a lot. They're they're trying to be yeah. open with how they're changing things. I love that kind of stuff. That's cool, right? I I just never jumped into it, and I think I sort of lost lost track or something like that. Yeah. And then it popped up on Game Pass, and I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, everything I've heard about this is I want to you know want to give it a shot. And my sales pitch or my elevator pitch for a game for this game is um, I'm usually not a first person mm-hmm. player anymore. Every once in a while I am, but third person action, third person whatever's just more my jam in the last few years, but um, but it's a first-person space-based reverse Lego game because <laughs> you're not building these ships; you are taking nope, them apart. You are taking them piece, apart piece by very piece. carefully, very you. carefully. Yeah, exactly. which I learned very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I did that too. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, you know, if you grew up with Lego and you loved putting things together, even random stuff, you made some silly structure or whatever, and then you and then you ripped it down, or your sibling or yeah. cousin came over and kicked it over, and you had to build it all over again. Um, you you might get something out of this because of that. It's obviously much more intricate and everything, right. but it's also very chill. There's a time limit on it, but the time yes. limit is really just a save point and a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was worried going in that that time limit thing would really ruin my enjoyment of it. But I'm happy mm. that it really is just like a checkpoint thing. So you can take your yeah. time with it, but you can just keep going in the same ship. You can take yep. multiple, multiple 15 minute increments and, and go through these yeah. ships because they get more and more complicated, much bigger. You have to be much safer with a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I, I found that 
recommended it to you and other people that I've talked to to uh, about it is that you sort of get into this like groove and I and I just yeah lose track of how many times I've gone back to the same ship and mm. how many different ways I can do it. You know, you could have the same ship twice in a row or something that's very similar, but you can yeah. approach it in different ways. And then mm. on top of that, there's actually a story. And to me, the story is actually pretty good. It plays mm. out pretty well. I think it I think it ramps up a little too slowly. I think it takes a little while to yeah. get going to the good stuff. But um, yeah, elevator pitch is supposed to take like 30 seconds. And clearly I talked for longer <laughs> than that, but. We're going up. We're going up a tall building. You know, this elevator is it's huge. It's, gonna, it's going up to the top. It's, it's yeah. huge. We'll we'll be here for a while. We're just we're, we're just shooting it. We're going to the penthouse, man. We're going to the penthouse. We're going, <laughs> we're going to the penthouse. Uh, well, and that's kind of uh, some going into some things that I enjoy about this game. You know, specifically the story here too is that I'm I'm at the point where like obviously the story hasn't ramped up right. Okay. It's, it's it's very subtle. It's very like kind of what I described is what's happening. And that's kind yes. of the basis of what the plot has been so far. Um it is exciting to hear that it does ramp up and things start to to change. That's exciting cuz I like that kind of thing too. But as Dave was saying, this can kind of be a game where at least initially, you can kind of tune out the story a little bit because mm -hmm. yep. the focus obviously is on this gameplay. And if you yep. wanted that to be the focus and you're not like as invested in the narrative, at least the intro of this this game definitely presents that to you. You're like, if yes. I want to go in, I want to destroy some Legos and I want to dip out, 100% you can do that. And that's kind of what I was doing. And that's where kind of like, for me, this turned into a game I play when I edit episodes for the podcast. <laughs> I, pull up, I pull up the podcast on one screen. I pull up hard space and I deconstruct ships as I'm editing my podcast. And that has kind of been the game that I play. And it's one of those where it's, again, it's, it's, it's chill in some circumstances until yeah. something goes wrong. And yeah. then it's very stressful almost immediately. You got to pay attention. Um, you do have to pay attention. You, you really do. Yeah. It's, it's tough early on. I think you can get away with it, but um, I, I mean, we, I, I don't want to spoil what happens in the story for people, but it, it is sort of about, I would say largely, without spoiling anything, it's about um, sticking it to the man. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, because you're these okay. you're, you're these nobody sort of people that are hard on luck because you have so much debt, like you mentioned, and you have to mm. you have to pay it off by doing all this like really dangerous work in space, and you sort of live on your own little ship and all these types of things. And there's elements introduced, like sort of small mechanics introduced, that also play into the story and to why you and other ship breakers are sort of yeah. working together and how that plays out in this game is strictly through dialogue. Like they're just mm. sort of shooting the shit over radio. And I find that kind of immersive. I kind of like the way that that's presented. Um, yeah. You're always in first person. You're always looking at through your own view, through your own mask and your own apartment, all those types of things. But um Something about just speaking over radio to your boss and to other shipbreakers and things like that. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It worked for me. So I like the way it's presented. Yeah. Um, again, I think it takes several hours to really get into the gist of it. So maybe it hurts it a little bit. But uh, at least in that time, they are getting you used to the mechanics of this game, which yeah. are not complicated, but do increase in intensity, even though it is a chill yeah. game, like you mentioned. So. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think that, I mean, and I don't know, like, going forward, if the plot's, like, you know, pull the rug under your feet kind of plot, or if it kind of changes that way, it, regardless of how that happens, 
I do like how it, the, the narrative just naturally shifts. It's like you're mm-hmm. a, you're doing this one thing and that's the focus, and then it shifts to being a different plot. And I like that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, uh, breaking down the ships and doing all of that. So f- initially, I played this game. I think I just streamed it on at my Xbox because if I remember correctly, it's just on the Series X and S. I have an Xbox One X. So I have to stream it, and I have a PC. Now I have a PC. Just built it. There you go. Uh, so I initially started. I initially started playing it on there, and I played a little bit on there. But I played just enough to get my like brain like comfortable with the controls and how the controls oh, work. Okay. And then I shifted to PC, and it was a nightmare. I was like, <laughs> I was destroying things left and right. Trying to fly in space with mouse and keyboard was so difficult. Granted, grain a uh, grain of salt here. I this is I'm not usually playing on PC, so I'm also still getting comfortable with mouse sure. and keyboard in the first place. And throwing myself into a first-person space game where gravity is a factor I have to uh, oh, consider. Yeah. Mouse and keyboard was difficult, but um, no, I. I, I think obviously I think the mouse and keyboard is is more precise. Like thinking about it now, I think that is more precise than controller. I just wasn't used to it. Yeah. But it, especially in the little tweaks here and there, because you have a multitude of, of of kind of different options with the the weapon that you're initially given. You know, it is you can use it to grab a hold of what of objects and pull them in closer or push them further away. And then you have your cutter, which is used to essentially disassemble the ship and get the parts you need out. And you know, again salvage what you need and then destroy what you don't that's essentially the gist of every one of these these ship missions but i did find myself being more accurate with the mouse in cutting mm-hmm. things than the controller because there was sometimes especially in the beginning i would move the, the analog stick too much and like a big diagonal slice yeah. of the ship and i was like well <laughs> it has like the negative money on the side it never made me feel yeah good. because like, if you don't salvage certain things or you or you put something in the garbage that's yeah. supposed to be salvaged and vice versa you, you won't get the money for that piece you could you could have worked 10 minutes on getting that piece loose properly and then if you you know make a mistake or you weren't paying attention or a multitude of things could happen uh yeah you lose you lose that money for for that day it's it's more about like this this sort of currency that you make so that you can create like upgrades and stuff to your equipment as you go on more than the massive like actual money and and balance that you have which in my experience, right. don't so be far. intimidated by the massive number because that's really not it's, a factor. It's Just really, enough money to buy upgrades is kind of all you need. Yeah, th- that massive like balance sheet is really just context. Is really what it is. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So um, I still have a balance. I'll tell you that much. And I've played. For, <laughs> I've played for. I pulled it up. I got it. I finally. Oh, here we go. Here up. we go. I pulled it. I played it for thirty-three hours and twenty-five minutes, um, and I did not finish the story. Okay, I was gonna ask. I was like, "Did you like roll credits on this game yet, or I did, no?" I did not. So one of the reasons oh, why okay. we'll we'll get into more intricacies of, of of the game itself, of course. But one yes. of the reasons why is because at certain points you can you can sort of advance the story by breaking down certain ships, or right. or salvaging just, certain kinds of equipment and things like that. But you don't yeah. really have to. You can mm-hmm. actually pick a different ship several hours into the game. And just get a little bit more money, get a few more resources and things like that to help you with your upgrades and all that kind of stuff. And I did a little bit of that because I was sort of like, oh, I'm really close mm. to getting this upgrade for my cutter. I think that's going to help me with with the next size or class of ship. I'm going to work yeah. and do a couple more ships on that. That eats up a couple hours right there just doing a couple more of those, right? So mm. 
that's kind of why I don't think I got to the end of it. And uh, and, and not for lack of trying. I wanted to. And then I think, honestly, like <laughs> yeah. games just came out. Like we mentioned. It's just like, I, I, yeah. I lost track of time. Um, and yep. probably hard drive space on my computer. So, um, yeah, the, the unfortunate purging with other games come out. And my happens. shipbreaker might have to be one that, you know, is on the chopping block when other, <laughs> other games come it's out. It's all good. But, um, but, yeah, so, like, as far as, as far as breaking down the ships itself. Yeah. Um, you can kind of go gung ho if you want to on certain ones or on yeah. certain aspects of the ship, right? right? Like, and there's also not a lot of like direction on like how to go about it. You really are free reign to like disassemble this ship however you see fit. Yeah, and sometimes there are tool tips, especially later in the game. Yeah. I would say when you hit the 15 hour ish mark, uh, it's oh, really just when you hit certain points of the story, but 10, 15 hour ish mark. There are certain classes of ships that have different uh, components that would be an engine or it would be a mm. gas line or something like that. It's it's cool because like it's it's sort of working in a little bit of realism. Obviously, it takes place at a different time and in space. You know, it's not real, but there's sort of realism to this where like you have to go in there and make sure that the gas supply is turned off. You have mm. to find your way to where the gas supply is and do it safely because if you hit the gas tank or yep. the engine you might explode um to turn that off and then you can break down the pieces yeah. like the pipes and the actual engine itself because if you don't do that like i mentioned literally boom goes the dynamite and there goes half there the goes ship everything or or your, and yes. yourself um luckily they sort of work this mechanic in where like you kind of like almost like instant respawn and you can just go back to where you left off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there is a financial fee to it, which is kind of funny. And yep. they sort of, they there work is. in, they work in cloning essentially is what they do. They basically clone you and you're just have another yeah. version of yourself. But um, yeah, so you have to be really careful with this stuff, which is why when I mentioned before is early, you can kind of just be like, okay, I got the light. Okay. I got the, the chair. Okay. I got the glass. Mm -hmm. I, I got the uh, this component, that component. Okay, I'm gonna throw it here, 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 here. Later on, I you know it depends on what kind if if you're into the game at that point, or it depends on what kind of gamer you are. But I like the fact that I needed to take sometimes that entire 15 right. minute increment to get a like one engine <laughs> off of this thing. Well. And one thing that I love, too, is just kind of, like, the puzzle to it, right? Yes. It's like someone hands yes. you, like, the, the Rubik's Cube, and you're like, I'm trying to figure this out. You get handed a ship, and you get told that, like, here's the parts that are important that need to come out that cannot be damaged. Yeah. And you're looking around each side, and you're like, okay, how do I get into this thing, and how do I extract these parts in the safest way possible? Because initially, when you first started getting introduced to, like, okay, now there's, like, engines, and now there's stuff that you have to mm -hmm. focus on that can't be damaged that have to be taken out that I went to like cut a wall and in my mind didn't think like, oh, engine behind wall. If I cut wall engine there, I cut engine. I did that the first time and yeah. that did not work very no, well. I, I, I'm sure I'm laughing, but I 100% I've, I've done it too. Like it's not. Yeah. And, and they know that's going to happen too, you know, and, and that's the other Absolutely. thing is that I think, I think that sort of like quote unquote fail state is still mm -hmm. somewhat forgiving. You're like, oh shit, I lost components. Oh, you know. I kind of didn't do a great job on that. Maybe I should just I should just pick a different ship and just cut my losses. Yeah. Like literally, just cut your losses. Um, but you know, there's I, it's it's not trying to punish you too much. It's just showing you yeah. 
that hey just be more careful next time it's kind of what it is right right so it's, it's kind of like it's like learning learning by failure i was like cool yeah. dope no not to cut diagonally on a wall right here when my object is on the other side of that wall yes like, learned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> note taken and learned yeah um one of my favorite thing to like my, the most satisfying part was going inside a ship and kind of in all of its like connecting beams or whatever, the little seams that connect it, like breaking all of those and mm -hmm. having like a massive part of the ship like pull off, like that was so satisfying to away. pull off. Yeah, yeah, and you have that like kind of like repulsor on your gun to kind of shoot things away. So I did that oftentimes, yep. and it just like launches it away, and I'm like, oh, yep. it feels so good. To and you do. have the you have the tethers too, where you can just like yes. tether it to the wall and be like, okay, I'll get mm. to that later. Like I. I Yes. I didn't do that at first. I was like, I'm going to work on a piece. I'm going to push it. I'm going to work on a piece, pull it, push yep. it, and that's it. And then some of the ships get so big and so complicated that I was like, I I can't. I gotta I gotta yeah. get I gotta get the safety part over with first, and then I'll get to that part later. Yeah. That part will be taken care of, but I need to mm -hmm. get to those other pieces first. Otherwise, everything's going to go to hell. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say like. Oh, I'll just you know put this here and go back to it later because that was my initial thought, and this is before like tethers and all the, all the stuff. Right, I, tethers so you get I have, Yeah, right. I was I had the repulsor, so I would just like yeah. push things away. I was like, cool, that's gone. I'm gonna work on this. Then I turn around, and that sh that part that I needed is now way off in space. Like yeah. it's gone, and I'm like, well, <laughs> well, shit, needed that. <laughs> it's it's because there's a lot because because you're working with zero gravity and you have just like, yeah. a small jetpack and. All that like mm. momentum and like you said, gravity and all that stuff is a factor. So if you go and you grab a piece, especially a small one, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw yeah. this over here," even just push it, like you just bump into it and mm. just push it over here. Two minutes later, yeah, it's it's gone. Like it's it could yeah. be somewhere else because the momentum just kept carrying it. So there's some there's like mm -hmm. this little there's like these pieces of realism in here that I really appreciate and like yeah. sort of small details that um that I thought were really great. Um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm assuming you got to this to this part. Uh, it's not really a spoiler or anything, but one of the other mechanics mm. they kind of um, introduce is that you can take things off the wall and and bring them with you back to your yes. thing. Essentially, I, I guess mm. the guy has a pocket. I don't know, but you can grab like <laughs> space pockets. Yeah, he has a space pocket. Uh, you can grab like a poster, for example. Yeah, and then you can put the poster up in your place. So it's like, oh, that's what that. Uh, little things it doesn't really do anything for the mm -hmm. gameplay but it's like a little added mechanic thing and then you right. can also pull parts i don't know if you got to this part but you pull parts mm. that will help repair your ship i think it is i can't remember exactly mm, interesting what it is. so this component might have it doesn't sound familiar yeah it's on your computer where you'll talk to other people oh and okay. emails and stuff it's sort of another thing within that same computer it's like another menu or whatever um yeah so what you do is they'll they'll have this ship that has components that are not fully operational, but you can conf you can find the components that you need on the ships that you are breaking down, and you can take them back with you and install them on your ship. And then what happens mm. when you do that is you move on to the next component, and then the next component, and then and okay, interesting. So it'll say, hey, you need a circuit board. Those can be found in I don't know whatever, like a computer or something. So when you find a computer in the, in the ship, ship you're breaking down, breaking you down, know that, okay, grab exactly. that. So what happens is you'll take, but you'll take that component, but then now that computer is now broken and you're not going to get your money for that computer. So there's sort of like a trade-off oh, between okay. that, right? It's usually not a lot of money, but it is something to that you kind of do. And and I, I found yeah. that kind of fun because I would pick ships specifically for that one component that I needed 
And yeah. you have to be careful because it doesn't tell you where that piece is on that ship. It just says a circuit board or whatever Figure it might it be out. is somewhere yeah. on this ship. You need to find it. Um, and I found that really cool, too, because it's sort of like this little... It is a puzzle, like you said, but it's also like this mm. little search mission that you do within this, this yeah. ship that you're trying to also break down. So, yeah. yeah. It's, the, the money is also an interesting factor, too. Again, ignore the big number because, like, you're $1.2 billion in debt for the most part. Like, a lot of the stuff that you're accumulating from breaking things or whatever on your ship is making a small debt to your your existing massive debt that you have there, yeah. too. So, it's really just, you know, upgrading your ship and building parts and everything like yeah. that, too. Um, no, yeah, I, I loved kind of the little, like you said, just kind of here is this little puzzle, figure out how to do it. And yeah. it was enough. Like I said, I, I pop it on when I edit. I just have it on in the background. I got focus on this. I do all that. If I need to edit, I'll jump back into the editing real quick. I can just pause the game, jump back into the game. But it's enough to kind of like distract and like hitch that part of my brain of like solving a puzzle and going around this. And I'm, I'm now starting to get more uh, accustomed to the PC controls because before <laughs> I was just floating off in nonsense. It was, uh, it was a, a pain. Just, just, just use the, use the Xbox controller. It's, yeah. it's the easiest answers that are, it's the obvious answers that it's are the obvious the, answer. <laughs> the obvious answer yeah. is the non-obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, in my brain, I was like, oh, I got my PC now. I got a mouse and keyboard is the only way I got my PC gamer now. <laughs> yeah. Go mouse or go home, right? Is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I think both are fine, but if you're yeah. uncomfortable with mouse and keyboard, just use the controller because the yeah, controller I, is I, a I much easier with, setup. Yeah, I played with both. I started on PC because, mm, yeah. I don't know, I just, whatever, I was on my PC when I saw it, came on Game Pass, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll install it, that's fine. Um, I switched to the controller every once in a while, but I, I had the muscle memory for the mouse and keyboard, so I, I stuck to that probably eighty yeah. percent of the time, ninety percent of the time. So, but yeah, both both work well. Both are totally fine. Mm. Um, the little menu systems that you have to use to switch between your components and your yeah. sort of little you know tools and stuff is is fine in, in both ways. So um, yeah, I think it's it's it works. Mm. I also played this, I guess, that on XCloud, and it ran. Completely smooth on XCloud. Oh, great! Like it was it ran fine. It ran smooth. There, I didn't have a ton of like input delay or anything like that, which would probably be pretty notable in a game that has to do with gravity when things aren't mm -hmm. working exactly how they are. Especially in this, where you're having to be precise when breaking down the ships and everything like that. But no, it ran perfectly fine running great. it on XCloud. So great. super cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, I. I again, I don't know if I'll finish it. I might just end up finishing it because I want to play Because, again, now it's my, like, a podcast editing game. I'll just play it. And I jump in. I break down some ships. I jump out. I jump in, break down some ships, and I jump out. And it's cool to know that it can always just be that. Like, yeah. if I want to go back and do a ship that's, like you said, not going to kind of progress the narrative. It's just going to be like, you can go back and destroy smaller ships if you want to do that and get parts that way. Yes, and do larger ships. Yep. But it's cool to just be like, okay, I just want to break down a little ship and do that. And then, and then move forward and have that be my my time that I'm using when I'm editing or my, my 15 minutes I have when I get home or on my lunch or, or, or whatever, you know. This game can kind of fill that void kind of wherever you need it to be. You can put as much or as little time into it as you want. And I really yeah. love that aspect of yeah. that. that. That's super cool. For sure. Um, do you have any, like, anecdotes with, like, a huge ship that you, like, broke down that just went horribly wrong or, you, like, you know like what I ran finger into? finger-biting moments? Yeah, I mean... 
Okay, so part of the part of the um, the nail biting moments and stuff is yeah, that yeah, I said finger biting moments. Thank you for clarifying and saying nail biting. <laughs> I said finger biting, and that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Hey, do, do what you got to do, man. It's fine. I'm yeah. not going to judge you. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever gets you through the ship. Right? What? That's, <laughs> exactly. That's whatever you gets need. you through the next ship. Um, whatever you need. The uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think a lot of actually the it's. It's still tension, but I, I do like yeah. the moments because you wrote down that, that there's, you know, like talking about sound and how things look and yeah. whatever. To me, the, the music is really interesting in this because, mm-hmm. and the sound design is, to me, I, I love the sound design in this. Oh, so like the cutter sound effect is so like satisfying. Yeah, like, so I the, love that sound there's effect. There's something, okay, so what really gets me is the small sound design, which is the cutter, mm-hmm. and when things get intense your character starts heavy breathing and things yep. like and you can really hear it and stuff love that when you grab onto something or something explodes the sound is muffled like it would be mm-hmm. i mean i know space doesn't make sound but you know like yeah it may in whatever. theory what space sound in would sound theory, like what it would sound like um it's not like something explodes and it sounds like someone lit a firecracker like that's not what it sounds right, like it's right. sort of muffled and stuff but the music i think sort of does this amazing thing where for the most part when you're not in a tense situation and not biting mm-hmm. your fingers or your nails, um, <laughs> whichever one you want, whichever, whichever one you want, it, do what you gotta do. Um, you, uh, it, you have this like banjo country type yes. of music playing in the background, which is not my kind of music at all. Like, <laughs> no way. I'm sorry. I'm not a country person. I just, it, you talk about you hot don't like take. a little banjo in your life, a little bit of banjo, a little my, bit of my the banjo in my life is banjo kazooie behind me, and hey, um, you know what? I'll take it. Love and, banjo kazooie, and in this game because I actually yes. really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's you mm. know five minutes or ten minutes of the same music on on Looper, but there's something about it that like adds to the whole like being sort of a, a chill approach to this type of game, to this type of right. puzzle. Um, but then those tense moments intense moments yeah the music just shifts that that banjo fades into the background and this sort of like epic type of feeling music just sort of starts to swell the closer Mm. and closer you get to um you know the nuclear core or when you have to like drag certain things out that are dangerous or if you've yeah accidentally lit something on fire you know it sort of gives you it's sort of like that movie moment where the music ramps up and kind of tells you how you need to feel. I think it's easy mm. to tell that like when you're carrying something that's like has nuclear power, you should be careful, but yeah, exactly. it adds to that experience. So yeah. I've had, I have that feeling when that happens and I, and I love it. I think they do a really good job of when it cues in how mm. quiet or loud it might be. Um, you know, it's not overbearing, but it's enough to sort of help you pay attention, I think, or really yeah. sort of, understand the grab the gravity of the situation um hey, hey. he said he said it folks all right i'm out of here I just, uh, <laughs> i'm done i'm done i'll that's be it here for me <laughs> um but some of those tense moments i um i knew that it, i knew what i was doing i knew i needed to yeah. do it and then i would clip onto something that i didn't know was there and it oh and i and it like one of them was one of the nuclear cores inside a ship oh no and it is like literally like a flash of like white and orange across the screen <laughs> and everything just, and then you're, you're done, right? Like your character, you're just, you're just character dies. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. 
Of course. Like, why was it? I I was just overconfident is what it was. I think this yeah. happened to me like maybe twice. Um, and then I go back and I see what the damage is because it lets you reload sort of the oh. area. Like your, oh, that's your, interesting. The aftermath of what happened. And there's just like little pieces everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just... <laughs> like it looks oh, like no. it looks like you know your younger sibling or cousin got their Lego set in a giant bin and it just, just threw it into space. It. That's all it was. Oh yeah. my gosh! Uh, that's and I was so like, well, stressful. it's stressful, but I was also like, okay, game, I get you, I get it. Do you, you know? do you, do you do you reload start over at that point, or you're like, I can I can fix this, I can work with this. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I worked with some of it. I think okay, I think those okay. really tiny pieces that are pretty much just trash at that point. I was like, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna spend half an hour an hour trying to hunt through all these little things. So I grabbed the stuff that looked like, you know, it would actually get me a little bit of money because I needed more tethers or I needed more oxygen or whatever, like little things like that. Um, And then I just reloaded and I did do the same ship. So yeah, what's, or the same, at least type of ship anyway. And, Mm. um, and I was like, okay, cool. Now I know what I did and I'm going to go and try and perfect my approach. So yeah. yeah, there's 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 moments like that, but I think the whole presentation of the game adds to it, does a really good job with it. And yeah. often, if not every time, I found it was my fault. I, I'm the one who did it. You know, I wasn't careful enough or whatever. Uh, more and I, often and I like than that. not, I realized it was my own fault. Yeah. When I messed things up. Yeah. And she's and like, I, okay, cool. I can I can change that. Exactly. Can that. You can change it next time or you can learn I adapt. from your mistakes. I adapt. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. What yeah. about you? Um, yeah, yeah, I love the music. I yeah. the band. It's weird, and it remind, remind me of another space game with a banjo. I don't know if you played Outer Wilds. Yes, but another space oh game god. that has a banjo and it absolutely love Outer Wilds. That, Such a great game. That but soundtrack like, is incredible. Oh my god. Oh, it's it's yeah. so good. But I don't know why the banjo screams isolation to me for some reason. But <laughs> in a space game, that's kind of what it does. It kind of like drives home that like you're alone out here. Mm-hmm. Like Outer Wilds when you're exploring, or even in Hard Space when you're just floating around. And like you said, you get the you get the other shipbreakers and you get your like boss or whatever all over the intercom but like you're alone like you're just by yourself for most of this game and the soundtrack really drives that home of just like you're by yourself and you're working hard and it's just you like no one else is gonna be out here to help you it's really just going to be you and then you do something bad and the music shifts drastically and you're like okay now i'm panicking and (laughs) do all this too but oh man no that's i i've had lots of moments like you were just saying where it's like that was me. That was that was my bad. I oh, okay. Okay, let's go back in. Let's okay, not do that again. Let's it. not do okay. that. It's on me. It's yeah. it's on me. It's on me. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, but I'm excited because the ships I've done so far, at least obviously, based off of my own experience, yeah. have been like, oh yeah, this one, the last one I just did, like felt relatively large. But I imagine that they they get pretty big too. They they get pretty hefty. You're, well, you're still working within that same workspace. That same space. Okay, so yeah. it's never going to get bigger than this. Clearly, it has yeah. to fit in that space. And it's not like you're getting six ships at once, and you got right an hour and a half to do it. Right. So yeah. Um, so it's always that same one. I think what it is is they just get more intricate. Is a lot of what it is. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Um, you know, they might there might be multiple engines hooked up to different gas sources. For example, there might be more than one engine that there might or more sorry more awful. than one uh nuclear source there might be one that is that also uh, sounds terrible yeah and it is and it, and it's crazy because <laughs> you'll you'll have to go into some of these situations with your suit and your helmet and your tools not yeah. quite to the level that you need but if you okay. really take your time with this ship 
you can get most of it done in a relatively reasonable amount of time and you're going to take home some upgrades and some add-ons and things like that that the next time you get to the next ship you're gonna you're gonna tear that thing apart much more efficiently one because you've done it before and two now you have the equipment that's going to help you really get through it in a better way um so it's very creative in that way too that i think the ships all look and feel fairly different from each other even Mm -hmm. sort of early and mid through the game and oh absolutely um, and i and i love that i love that sort of variety that it gives you yeah yeah absolutely no for sure um Okay, well, Dave, is there anything else curious about that I did with with Hard Space or before I kind of give my final thoughts on the game here? Um, did you ever run into a part, like you, you asked me about, did I ever, you know, basically nuke space, which clearly I did. Um, <laughs> did you ever, okay, so I ran into this a couple times where okay. I think I didn't have the tool to cut something fully. And it was, I think it was yeah. like the shell of an engine. It's like a really long piece it's not just that, yes. but it'd be a really long, sort of darker piece. Maybe it's gray or black or something. It sounds familiar. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really hard to move it because it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I would get it stuck between the salvage and the garbage area because there's like a beam right in between it. And they're yeah, both, they're yeah, both yeah. trying to pull it because they kind of have like tractor beams, I guess you could call it. Right, right. Um, that's just my Star Wars terminology that I'm bringing into it. <laughs> um, so it just sits in between those two areas. These two squares. One's red, one's blue. And I have this yeah. big black bar essentially right in between. And I want that's it to so go funny. to the left instead of the right. But the, but the game is like, and this, I don't know if, it's not a bug, but it's just like, I got myself into this situation yeah. in some way. There's equal force on both sides pulling it and nothing you're doing is, is affecting that. Because you're this tiny little, you know, body yeah. in this thing that is literally 20 times, 30 times larger and heavier than you. So how do you mm-hmm. influence that weight? And I right. just, what I ended up figuring out, like the third time that this happened to me was save a piece like a slightly larger piece that has some weight this is kind of what and, i was going to bring and up push and it into it push it yeah yeah <laughs> the only way to that's do what it. i was gonna ask i was like i would have just tossed like a, a heavier thing on one side to kind of just enough to help push it through yeah uh i don't think i came i came into to contact with that but there was definitely things that i cut through that were like heavy and too yeah. heavy for me to like move with like the little like grapple and things yep. so it, it just consisted of me pushing it which didn't do a lot, but I would just like t- I would just mash that. I would just push and push and push until it was in the spot. Or, or I you can to go. use your, that's your what sort of like your jetpack and your body weight. And yeah. Also push that with it. And like and that's the thing too. It's like, yes, you're in space, but these things do have some mass to them, which I right. don't know if that really makes sense. I'm not an astronaut. I only play one on TV, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh it's just yeah, I guess that maybe doesn't make sense, but um Yeah. But it adds well, some it, interesting mechanics, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the problem with the idea of pushing things, because this is what happened to me, is I tried to use my body weight, and then I got sucked in that tractor, tractor beam, and I got sucked into, like, the, the scavenger, and I died. And I was like, well, not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can get into the point where, like, you know, you're boosting yourself for to grab onto something. Or I've, Oh, yeah. my God. I made the mistake. This is This is actually really funny. I made the mistake of forgetting, honestly forgetting, this is early on, of forgetting that you can grab onto mm. things, right? Which comes into, yes. really okay. comes yeah, into yeah, handy yeah. later in the game because you can grab, hold yourself in place, you don't have to worry about floating away, and then you can 
cut something away or pull it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and something was flying away at like a, a decent clip, and I caught up to it and I grabbed it, and then it just oh, took no. me into space. <laughs> It's I was like, like what am mind. I doing? I, I knew you're that was going to happen. What, like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So I just oh saw gosh, the that's... ship in the distance get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> bye, ship. I'll yeah, see bye. You, I'll okay. see you soon. All right. I'll see you well, in a second. I'll be back in 15 minutes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I do I do love games that have, like, an in-lore explanation for respawning. And yeah. I love that this game has, like, they're cloning you and you have to pay a fee to be cloned and you're going back. And it kind of, like, has your memories and everything. I love that. I love when games have, like, yeah. in-lore And they don't use the word... They don't use the word cloning. They just yep. talk about it, and you're like, oh, so it's, you're, you're cloning. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. what it is. You're, yeah. you're cloning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so for me, hard ship, hard space shipbreaker, god damn it. Not a great title. <laughs> so not close. a great title. I just call it shipbreaker because I don't know. Shipbreaker, good old yeah. shipbreaker. Um, I don't know. Okay, so honestly, I don't know if I will finish this. It yeah. might end up being that way and just me playing it. I am going to continue playing it because it's a it's a perfect game to have on the background while I'm doing something else, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've been doing recently. And I will continue to do that too. Um, I did say I was going to recommend this with the caveat of, again, yes. just knowing what you're getting yourself into, right? Knowing kind of listening to this or listening to reviews or everything that kind of explain what the gameplay is because knowing what you're getting yourself into, I think, is is half the battle. This game mm-hmm. is on, on paper on how long to be, I think, like 25, 30 hours or so kind of in between that. So if you're fine with that, that's kind of how it runs. Obviously, that will fluctuate depending on your uh, level of success when <laughs> bringing ships down. So sure. that, that'll come into a factor yeah. too. But if you're looking for something that, again, I think that I like how you can control your own involvement in this. You can right. be really involved and get into to a narrative, or you can really get into a certain ship, or you can just kind of unplug and just in 15 minutes or so break down a ship and then have that be your ship breaker experience and i like how it had it has something kind of for everybody if you like what this is so go into it with that mentality and just play around with it maybe you put an hour into it maybe you put 15 minutes of it maybe you like get lost in the story i think this game is really good at giving you all of those options there and have it be an interesting and fun time Regardless, because again, the the stress and anxiety and fun and emotions that come when you're trying to break something down and you get sucked into a vortex or you just clip something a little bit as you're trying to move this nuclear reactor out of this ship is just, it adds so much more to kind of the entertainment factor of this game. And that alone was just like, this is just, this is a blast. This is a good time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I I, uh, I got sucked into it a lot more, obviously, with, with my 30 hours into it, but uh, <laughs> but I, I recommend it for, for all the reasons that you just said. I think that's yes. a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, moving on to a game that's probably a little sillier, uh, <laughs> but a probably touch. a game that you could still turn your brain off, the game that I recommended Dave to play, which is Broforce.
<laughs> Bro Force was actually a game that I had my eye on for a long time, and I just never really. Yeah, like because the original yeah. one was out. I don't even know when. Maybe I'll get into it, but it was out years ago. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. It's like one of those like, oh, it's on Steam sale. Oh, it's on Steam sale, and I just yeah. never. Never hit purchase on it, yep. and then uh, yeah. and it's on Game Pass. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I saw it going on Game Pass, I was like, "Oh, sweet!" So, a little bit about Bro Force here before we jump into it. It is a yep. side-scrolling, run-and-gun platforming video game developed by Free Lives and published by Devolver. And this is what initially caught my eye because Devolver Digital has a track record of having just super fun games, very mm -hmm. silly, very weird, and Bro Force just lines up with that perfectly. Um, Broforce initially came out on Windows and Mac back in October 15th of 2015. So oh, this game what? came out way back in 2015. Damn. It is in the years since been ported to things like PlayStation 4 and Linux and Nintendo Switch. And just recently with Broforce Forever has come out on Xbox and has come out on the current Game Pass consoles. Forever is kind of expansion. They added more bros, which are the characters that you play. They added some new weapons. They added some new levels. But yeah, this game came out way back in 2015, which is which is kind of crazy. Um, but okay, for you, Dave. Yes. Did you did you finish Bro Force? And if not, do you plan to? And again, just you can do yes or no. Is this a game that you would recommend for people? Um, did I finish it? Uh, no, but I will finish okay. it because I I know Ooh. I'm close. Um, okay. Through my research of uh, just checking, I think I was, what was I checking? I don't remember if I was checking one of the characters. I was like, what is this character mm. from? There's one, I'll, I'll get into it after. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, where the hell? I know where this character, anyways. Mm -hmm. And then I found that there was like, I don't know what it is, 18 stages, something like that. And I think I'm on like 15 yeah. or 16. Like I'm really close. Yep. Um, and I've done some of the side ones and stuff here and there. So mm -hmm. I'm close. I'm going to continue. I've unlocked most, most, if not all of the characters at this point. So yes, yeah. I'm going to continue. Uh, I'm going to finish it. Even if I don't do all of the things in it, I'm going to continue. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I, I similar to what you said with Shipbreaker, I would say yes, I recommend it. More, more confidently, I would say yes, I recommend this. But yeah. My my caveat I'll just put up front is like, yeah. if this type of humor is your thing, I think that's. Yes. I don't think it's the gameplay that hurts this game it's, in any way. I still think it's a great game, but I don't. Yeah, it just depends on if this bombastic yeah. approach is your thing, and and that's it. That's absolutely, at that. So yeah, a absolutely. Um, so a little bit of my history with the game and why I recommended to you. Yeah. I played this game probably around its launch, around 2015, 2016. Ooh. And this was a game that me and my friend, and I go over to his house, we just sit down and play because it had local multiplayer. And we sit and we can just play this together. And again, as, as Dave, said, Dave said, it's just like, is this humor something you want? And maybe just the title alone, Bro Force, will just like let you know kind of what you're getting yourself into. This game has a a slew of different pop culture icons, characters from movies and TV shows and all of the sort. And the whole gimmick to this is all of their names have some bro intertwined haphazardly sometimes and eloquently other times into the name of these characters, which I see Dave smiling and me too is kind of half the fun of all of this it's game so for me. It's so funny. Some of them I Unlocking, see them, yeah, I just see them and I'm yeah. just like, yes. 
<laughs> I just like Rambro yes. and Bro Dread is like this is just like I smile every time Men, men and Bro like men all of those bro. things. <laughs> I was like Men and Bro, yes. <laughs> well, bro. because up until a certain point, like event, like the early ones are all like eighties yeah. and yep. I mean seventies, mostly eighties action stars. Mm-hmm. Like, typical, you're gonna see the Arnold characters. You, st- I think you start mm-hmm. off with Stallone, which is like Rambo uh, or. I don't even remember what his name Ram, is. It Rambro? Ram, is that what it is? It's Rambro. Yeah. yeah, it's Rambro. Like that's the first one. It's like, okay, he's got grenades, he's got a basic gun, whatever. But then they just yep. keep pulling up these references, and I'm like, okay, this is this is really yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's the, where the, it shines. Definitely where it shines. Yeah. Yeah. The men in black reference was bro and black, not men and bro, which bro and black is <laughs> much way. better than men and bro. Yeah. <laughs> it, either way it works. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was just it was a game that we always turned on, and it was just anytime it was our like, what do we play? Oh, I don't know what we should play. It's Broforce. It was nice. always like our default like go to if we didn't kind of know what we wanted to play, and it was just it was just silly fun. And for me personally, in my own history, like one of the first games I remember playing as a kid, and obviously I'm younger, so like I was outside of the arcade scene. But like mm-hmm. sometimes I'd go to you know convenience stores and they'd have little arcades posted up. And I remember one across the street from my elementary school was uh, Metal Slug. And oh, I yeah, love dude, Metal yes. Slug so much. And this aesthetically and kind of its its humor and a little bit of its like weapon stuff kind of reminded me of Metal Slug, which yeah. is kind of like why I got attached to this so much. Yep. Um, and that's, oh and that's kind of why I wanted to... Metal Slug would be a tough arcade game. Oh, my God. So would this, but... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was... I don't remember being very successful at it yeah. at all, but being like, whoa, this is cool, and being like, wow, I've lost a lot of money playing exactly. Metal Slug yeah. on this. <laughs> That's how they got you, and they they had all their rent money from just my quarters as a young child playing Metal Slug. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of one of the the reasons why I, I wanted to recommend it. Is just like it's if you like this style of game, if you like this like weird side scroller thing, and just like the humor of it. Mm-hmm. If this humor is like in line with what what your humor is. Every time you get a new character, you'll just smile. Every yeah. time a new character pops up, you'll just laugh. And that's kind of what, why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the story, if, if there is even in one, is one, is very nonsensical. You just you jump in and you're defeating bad guys and you have your bro characters that each one has its own variety of weapons and, and grenades and secondaries that it uses. But... There's not really a lot of narrative here. There's not really a lot of story to pull from. No, all. they're really. I mean, it's not going for the depth, and it's really not. So no, serious. no, and, really that, and that's totally fine. It all plays into the humor, like you mentioned. I think what what yeah. I do like about the quote unquote story is that the little descriptions you get before you go into each like series of stages mm-hmm. very much makes fun of the whole like, you know, we're invading other countries for no reason, essentially. Yes, you know. And that's yes. like one of them. I oh my god! I wish I wrote it down because I played the stage twice because one of my saves didn't work or something like that. It was like these the people in this country don't. I think they they uh, have a different culture than us. We must we must destroy them or something. Like it's very yeah. like that. I mean that is a very you know it's a very mean thing to say, but it's also like right. okay. But this is also a reality for a lot of people around the world. But they're doing mm-hmm. it in a goofy and bombastic way, and absolutely, I don't know if that's effective or the way to do it or whatever. But I do think that yeah. you know they 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 kind of are saying something here, and I found that to be yeah. like I didn't realize that at first because I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's guys screaming and goofy explosions and pixels flying everywhere or whatever. But then you re- yeah. you really like read the subtext of some of the things yeah, that they it, write. It is oh my god. 
it, it's poking fun of these subjects, but also bringing them into light a little yes. bit too. Yes, I don't exactly. know why my 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 brain connected it to this because it's not at all on the same level. But um, oh, now I'm completely forgetting what the game was called. Oh, geez, Ooh. Spec Ops: The Line was the game that I was oh, thinking Spec about. Ops. That yes, I yes. Yes, that I, I I talked with Nave about this when we did a get wrecked together. But again, not not the same in like its humor, but in its like subtle tones of tackling these things in a yes, different format, right? I remember it's, that. It's gameplay and presentation was very much like, oh yeah, this is just a military shooter. Like it's not doing anything different. But mm -hmm. it starts to like lean into the ideas of like PTSD and what war does to people and everything like that. This side on very using humor now instead yes. is kind of tackling objects of like. You know, us going to war in different countries, and why are we doing that? And that's why it's like, well, because you're different, and that's yeah. why we're doing it. And it's like, because oh, okay. we're America, I see, I see. and like that's kind of yep. that was the whole like, yeah. Yep. Again, yep. this is just something I noticed. It is definitely not the tone and the type of game that it oh, is. Oh no, 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 it's no, no, no. Just I would these... say it's definitely like an undertone for sure. Absolutely. So if if that's not what you're you're looking for in this, it's not what you're gonna get. Believe yeah. me. And honestly, yeah. hit play on a trailer and you can tell that it's not that kind of game. <laughs> so Right, right. Yeah. You definitely have to look for that kind of stuff. You definitely yeah. have to look for it. But yeah. um uh, one thing um, right off the bat of what I'm curious about is who is your favorite like character to use in its again its name, but character to use in their like uh weapons and mechanics too. So I I I was honestly I constantly thought about this as I was playing. I was like, I know we're gonna talk about. <laughs> I know we're gonna talk about which one's our favorite because it's it's such an obvious question, and you you have to talk about it because yeah. there's so many, and it's there's so it, and many it really is hard to yeah. narrow it down. But I kept thinking, ooh, ooh, this one's gonna be my favorite. Ooh, ooh, the mm -hmm. uh, the bro in black's gonna be my favorite because I just love those movies, or I love <laughs> at least the first one. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna love this. Um, but as far as the it, the the most consistent one. I would say mm -hmm. is probably um, oh my god uh, who is the I gotta find it now who's the the Mister T um, he has a flame oh 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 um I have to find it now oh my god so bad so bad not tank bro oh, why am I blanking is it no I'm looking through the list now too I know I have the list here too <laughs> I will was say it supposed to be the guy from the A team. Yes, bro, 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 Rukus, bro, bro, Rukus, B A, bro, Rukus, bro, bro, Rukus. Yes, bro, yeah, yes, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, character from yeah, the A team, A team yeah. series, yeah, A team, yeah, exactly. So the reason why why it was it was him was because I think you get him early on, so I kind of got used to it. He's yeah. like one of the first like five that you get at least. Um, I think I think it was just more consistent because he had like. He's a flamethrower, so it's easy to just kind of run and run into guys yep. and whatever. Everyone controls almost almost everyone controls exactly the same way as far as you jump Absolutely. and run and all those things. I think there's some yeah. subtleties that are, are different here and there. But the reason why that one was probably like my quote unquote favorite was really just the consistency and the ease of use mm. of it. Um, but there's a lot of other ones that like I just like how they implemented those characters into a game like this. Like yeah, I, I would say the one that stands out in that particular situation, and I did not expect them to pick this character because it just doesn't seem like that kind of game, was Indiana Jones. Was Indiana yep. Brones. I was like... Indiana Brones? I was like, wait, <laughs> they brought Indiana Jones into this? Like, this guy's throwing grenades and this guy's oh, blowing people yeah. up. There's a there's a MacGyver, uh, you know, reference and things. There's, all, yep. there's you know, just, just Rambo in general and, and Terminator and all that stuff. So much Rambo, so much Terminator. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Indy is in this. I was like, okay. I mean, I thought they were just going for the bombastic eighties stuff. 
Yeah. And in some ways, Indiana Jones is that. I do understand that. But um, I have such They're a, pulling from all over the place with this. From, Eventually, they pull from everywhere, you know? Yep. Um, and, and his implementation is... It's trickier because he has the whip mm-hmm. and it's sort of like not the easiest to control sometimes. But I just love the fact that anytime I can do anything with Indiana Jones, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot because those movies are just like really, really close to my heart uh, from growing yeah. up and everything. So um, those are the two that stand out, but we'll, we'll get into other ones for sure. I'm sure. What about yourself? Yeah. So the two that I, I really enjoyed first, it's just like kind of normal mechanically and kind of functions the same, but it was bro in black. He was the man in black nice. uh, character just <laughs> yeah. because his lick, cause it, it's like the little laser gun that he gets from the first movie and it like explodes in this huge explosion. Oh, it wasn't his, his gun was yeah. crazy. It is. It is the little cricket. That's what it is. The little cricket. That's yeah. what it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> it and then his secondary fire is like the, the memory erase. Um, yeah. The little thing, flash, the red called. flash. The but little it's like, flash. Yeah. And it like beam. stuns enemies. Yeah. It's a beam that goes across the screen and it just stuns yep. anyone that hits it, which is such a cool mechanic. I love that it's that. I was like, what are they going to mm-hmm. do with this? Immediately I pressed it. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. I like that. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool that like it stuns the enemies and everything. You can have a second to hit them. So, yes. Bro and Black was super cool. But the one that stood out just because it's his move set was so different than everyone else's mm. is it braid, which is blade. Oh yeah. But bro, bro, blade, braid, braid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously braid. he I uses, love that. It's yeah, just it's just braid. It's just braid. He uses uh, his sword. So his yeah. sword is his main um, way of it. His main fire and his secondary fire is kind of like a dash where he just slashes very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And I loved using him. Every time he came up, I just had a blast using him and his character too. And it was so much fun. It was, it was a blast. His was, his was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I did it accidentally and I knew I did it because it was an achievement, but you can block bullets with it, which I didn't realize. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, you can That's deflect cool. with I think it's just your regular attack. I don't think your your secondary yeah. or your uh, your dash attack could do that. But I got a little like achievement that popped up and said, Oh, deflect a bullet into an enemy. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I think I honestly probably did it by accident a handful of times, but I just was reminded. Um and then the way that his like his secondary dash goes forward is I don't know if you played any mm-hmm. of the Marvel versus Capcom games. But one, yes. of, one of Wolverine's moves is that he dashes forward just like that. It reminded yep. me, like it looks almost exactly the same to all the, the slashes yeah. or X's across the screen and stuff. It's He's so fun because he is pretty different too, I agree. And uh, and you get him fairly early too, which I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about unlocking these characters is as you're going throughout the level, what's really cool I like too in the gameplay is that like the environment is destructible. So yeah. you can destroy the ground, you can like dig down underneath things and that's where a lot of these little cages will be with, with characters in them. Mm-hmm. You can't see who it is until you interact with it, but when you do, it'll give you a character and it'll give you the character and then you swap to that character. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's just extra life you have there but every time you start a new level you will start as a different character and then obviously when you get those people trapped in the cage when you free them you'll swap to a different character yeah you don't have a choice that automatically switches no matter who it is you could be in a groove with braid and then all of a sudden now you're switching to (laughs) um who is another one that i oh robocop probably Robocop, 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 yeah, he was cool to an extent, but like very like depends on the situation kind of thing. So um, yeah, but yeah, the one it's cool. The one that I I I'm trying to remember who it was. It was the guy that had the six shooter 
and he had to reload. He had like the the oh, yeah, revolver, was, and you had to wait and reload. Yeah, that was Dirty Harry. That's what that is. It was Dirty Harry. Okay, yeah. okay. Every time I got him, I was never pleased because I never like I always want to just mash the attack button, the right. primary fire. And with him, you can't. You have to take a second. He reloads, and then you can shoot again. And I was just like, God dang! I just want to shoot things. Yeah, I, I will. Oh, Dirty Brewery, by the way. Dirty Brewery. Dirty 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 Brewery. Brewery. These names are not easy to pronounce. Some of them are not. <laughs> the reason why I was okay with that was you're right. Because it's like yeah. unlimited ammo, unless it's your like special attack or secondary attack, your main right. bullets or whatever. That has, your secondary has like a, a bullet amount that you can run out of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the reason why I didn't mind his with the revolver and that you needed to reload every, I don't know, it was five or six shots or something like that. Yeah. Is that it's super strong and it goes yeah, through true. characters, certain characters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's, that's not too bad. There is a trade-off there, at least. Yeah. Um, but I could see how that, you know one second one and a half seconds that he has to reload uh kind of throws off momentum i guess so yeah. i could see that yeah. yeah because in this too you have you have lives that you have before you get a game over mm-hmm. but if you're hit once you go back to your checkpoint and if yeah, you don't have a checkpoint you go kill. back to the yeah. beginning right yeah. so that was the thing too is like in that me trying to kind of shoot i was like oh i can't shoot and then i would get shot myself and i would usually die when i was playing right. as him right um so yeah i was like and eh, like he's he, he's fine and everything um yeah. Yeah, the the characters are really the, the biggest draw to this game. Like that's why it I is. love this so much. But how did you feel about actually like using them in the gameplay? Like actually using them, doing the platforming, fighting some of the enemies. I I was I was a little bit bummed at first that it automatically switches you to whoever you yeah, get out of the, you cage, can't pick. the prisoner and stuff. I was like, oh, but yeah. I, I kind of like feel like I want to master this character first or whatever. Right. Um, but then after I did a few stages, I was like, you know what? The variety is why this game is is great. Why mm-hmm. this game is special. Why it's fun. Why it's goofy. And also it's, it's a mechanic as well because the more you save, you don't have to save anyone through an entire yeah. stage if you don't want to um, right but the more you save that's kind of like your currency to unlock the next random yep. character or i don't even know if it's random i think it's probably in an order um yeah so I, I think, think you get is, some right? of those because just us talking about it those same ones we get early on are ones i got ones. as well yeah, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, in order to unlock you know the 10th one you need to save whatever the total is up until that point you need to save 22 prisoners mm. to get to the the 10th character to unlock whatever the number is right um and it'll tell you that at the end of each stage oh four more to next unlock and you're like okay great mm-hmm. next stage you're gonna try and look for four and then yeah, when so you look get that to. yeah when you get that new one it flashes up on the screen and tells you that it is i have the names in front of me because i want to mention this one this is the one that gave me the biggest laugh actually because again another one that i didn't i didn't uh, expect was mr anderbro which is Neo <laughs> from the Matrix, and I was like, "Are you yeah. what? What? What is he? Is Mr. he just gonna Andrew have like? Bro. Yeah, is he just gonna have like nine hundred guns coming out of his arms? He's just gonna be whipping stuff out yep. of his jacket or whatever? But no, he's all melee, and then has this really cool yep. secondary ability where he can stop like rockets and stuff, and then fire them back at enemies. It's such a great mm-hmm. implementation. But those moments alone or why it's fun and why I kept going was to be like, okay, I'm going to keep finding more and whatever. Again, it's all by choice. You really don't have to, you could complete this whole game with two, two characters. Mm -hmm. It might be hard in some situations, like some of the boss battles, especially, or you kind of get lucky. Sometimes you get the right one for the right boss. But other than that, 
you could technically do this with one character. Yeah, um, you, you definitely could. You could just yeah. not, and it would make it difficult because also saving them is the lives that you get. Yes. So if you die and get a game over, you start that whole thing over again, mm -hmm. regardless of, of checkpoints. So that's the other thing that's very beneficial is saving them. The people in the cages also lends you life to continue as well. Yeah, uh, that another one. Yeah, another one that I wanted to shout out, which is a one that I had the same reaction when it popped up. I totally forgot he was in the game, and his his you know his move set, his kit that he has is super cool. But it's Bro Dread. Yes, <laughs> I love him. I, he popped up, and I was like, oh, just Bro Dread, cool. Yeah. I, I love it. And then he has like a, a, a homing rocket that you can control. So yeah. his secondary fire is this missile, and you can kind of control where it goes. And I really love that little mechanic of him, but. Yeah. Also, the, the, the announcer voice that like announces all of these guys and everything, I love it. I don't know why, but it reminds me of the announcer in Killer Instinct when he's like, Combo Breaker! That's not yeah. the guy that reminds me of yeah, these it's two. Kinda, it's supposed to be like your general or something like that, or whoever's yeah, like, yeah. You know, in charge of your force or whatever. But uh, th So that's the hit and miss, one of the hit and miss parts for me, is, is that oh, okay. voiceover. Because it's fine when you get the characters. It's fine when you do certain yeah. things and it'd be like, Yes. Yeah, you completed the level, or you know, whatever the, the phrase is when you yeah. when you're done, or whenever you go to the next stage and you start it, whatever. But when you're later in the game, and I think I'm, I should pull this up, like I did with Shipbreaker. I am about, oh, I did pull it up. I am about six and a half hours into this, so I'm very, I'm, Ooh. yeah. So I, so I'm into it. So I've I've gotten to a lot yeah. of the later stages, which some get very difficult, and some of the mm -hmm. challenge stages give you one life and one life only. And it's mm -hmm. very hard to to get through it, and that's totally fine. I'm, I'm I'm up for a challenge. I have no problem with that. But when you keep failing, and all you hear is this guy it's going, "Yeah, yeah, bah, try harder." Bah. I'm just like, "Okay, dude, sh shut, stop, dude, please." Okay, I get please it. Please stop. I need you to take it. it back just a bit. Yeah, or like you know, maybe like they could program in a limit where it's like, "Oh, if you die three times, he doesn't do." You that. just don't hear it anymore. You just don't hear yeah. it anymore, and that's fine. That's fine. I'll hear him next time. That's totally fine. Um, so that's where I was just like, okay, now it's getting yeah. to be too much. Cause generally that kind of approach of humor doesn't work for me, but like in a TV mm -hmm. show or a movie or something. But, um, but here I understand it's part of the personality of the game. It's just the character right. and whatever. Um, so that, that's one of the things where the, the humor graded on me, but it's also mm -hmm. largely it worked because they're just having fun. Like they yeah. are just constantly having fun. With the music, with the sound, with the characters, some of the times you know the enemies and your care and your character that you're playing as has like these little quips that s sort of sound like English, but sometimes they're not. They're just like mumbling. A lot of it's like they yeah, ask like a lot of it's just gibberish. A yeah, lot it's just, just like rah, rambling rah, rah. gibberish. Yeah, and they have like yep. a different tone. <laughs> a different of tone it. of yelling is really all the difference. Um, but every yeah. once in a while, you have an enemy that runs away and just says "bro force, bro force, bro force." And I love, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> It's so funny and random, and oh, he just runs away. Yeah. You know, you can kill yep. him, but like everyone's shooting at you, and this guy's running away with his arms and just in run the away. Air. Bro force, bro force, bro force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the whole game is very—that's the kind of humor this whole game presents yeah. itself to. Yeah. Um. So, so recently, so what's on Game Pass right now is Bro Force Forever, and Bro For right. Force Forever adds some new levels, adds some new weapons, and adds some new bros. Do you want to know what bros are in? They added to Bro Force Forever. I you have the list what? here. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I had it pulled up before, okay. and then I for lost it. <laughs> okay. So first, first one is Zebro. 
which is Xena oh, from Xena Warrior Princess series, which is interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, Demolition Bro, which is John Spartan from Demolition Man. Yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, Bert Bromer, which Bert Gummer from from oh. the Tremor series. Okay. <laughs> that feels um, that feels like a stretch, but it's okay. I get it. It's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Some of these some of these names are just like a little bit like okay. Well, I guess so. I guess. <laughs> um, Seth Brondel, Seth Brundle from The Fly. Oh, the He's Fly. Oh well. my God, nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one that the name's a little bit of a stretch. Brophy. So it's Buffy Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's just Brophy. I think that's uh, fantastic. Uh, and the last one is Desperabro, which is uh, yes. El Mariachi from Desperado. That was nice. the, the new additions to Bro Force Forever. Uh, Brophy being the one that got me because Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's hilarious. That's that, amazing. That I, I can imagine. I haven't got to that point because I, I assume I have to get to unlock them after I save enough characters or whatever. Yeah. But like just knowing that she's in it is exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. fun, right? Because like you said, with Blade, for example... And like I mentioned with with like Neo, uh, they don't just have this shotgun. They don't have a rocket launcher. Yep. They don't, you know things like that. So there's, it's not just like oh here's just a face and everyone kind mm. of has generally the same approach. You know like the one that really got me most of the time, and it depends on the scenario that you're in. Was yeah. uh, MacGyver bro, which is just MacGyver, bro. MacGyver and it's just absolutely yep. hilarious because he just throws TNT as his his main thing. <laughs> But his secondary, and then his secondary is like the chicken. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a giant turkey or chicken with a bomb in it. And all the characters, oh. all the enemies want to eat the chicken. So they come running towards it and eventually it just explodes. Yep. And it's so funny. And also he has this mechanic where like if you're on a wall or climbing a wall and you mm-hmm. use your main attack, he sticks the TNT to the wall. And yep. then you can sort of collapse the, the building or whatever. Yep. And that mechanic really helps sometimes because i think that's another thing absolutely so this is this is the other thing is if this came out in 2015 this is very or not very but much closer to the whole minecraft explosion Mm -hmm. of let's make games with voxels and let's just destroy everything because it's that kind of approach of look and that's what this game has it's not my cup of tea like i don't i understand Mm -hmm. what what minecraft's doing but i really wish that they I don't know. I, I don't I don't like that kind of style. It just doesn't sit with me. Yeah. But when you implement it in a game like this, on a smaller scale, all the blocks are smaller. Right. It's 2D. It's, you know, obviously a much more chaotic game and stuff. Um, being able to break these blocks down, these Lego blocks kind of thing. and Yeah, that's kind of essentially how what it is. Yeah, that's really what it is. You're exploding Lego blocks or cutting through them or whatever. And then just... You know there's enemies up there that you don't want to go face on with because you just don't have the character for it. Like, yep. Like just go underneath. You go underneath, like you said. You dig underneath, and you you can blow up a couple things. Sometimes there's a, a crate, yeah. or sometimes there's you know a, a propane tank that shoots up into the sky and whatever and explodes. Mm-hmm. And then you can just see guys falling above you, and you kill them all, and whatever. And it's just, it just looks and sounds, and everything is just satisfying about that. So yep. the implementation of it in this game works for me. Whereas previously, in most games like this, they don't. Um, so I really yeah. enjoyed that aspect of it. That is gameplay, but also presentation, I think, with that. Is yes. Because yeah, it, yeah, it like definitely the helps style you. of it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's overall, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's so goofy fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goofy. Uh, the MacGyver character too. When you walk past enemies and use his uh, first fire, you will stick the 
TNT to them. To them, yeah. And then they'll run around and they'll run towards their other enemies and then they'll explode them too, which is just <laughs> so, so much fun. Um, in, in looking through the character list, I have like spoiled myself on some characters that I did not know was in the game. That's really cool. Mm. But also, not only that, I see that some of these characters had release dates next to them. So initially, we didn't have this full roster. You know, right. a year later, you got some more characters. It starts in, in 2012, but it goes all the way between that to in 2015, which where all these characters were came from in the first place is, gotcha. is around there. But it's cool that they like slowly implemented more characters like that. Yeah, too, well, but. because I mean, like the list, you you could implement a lot of these characters that would have come out between now and 2015. Yeah. You could add some or. You know, I'm sure some of it has to do with rights and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if that's something they run into. Also, one of the surprises, I just, I just now that I just keep looking at the list and stuff, um, is the Broketeer. I thought that was yep. hilarious. That it's just the Rocketeer, and I think his yep. his kit is not the easiest to use, but it's just hilarious mm-hmm. that you can fly up into the air, slam down into the ground, and just stuff yes. explodes around you. I just <laughs> I, I love it so much. It's it's a lot of fun, and um, yeah, even if they don't all work, at least they're fun to use. They're fun and silly, which is kind of what at the end of the day what it is. What and is. you know, if you get a character that you're just like, oh, I don't like this one. Even though you can't physically switch yourself, it's easy enough to, like, you You will be in another character soon enough. Sooner rather yeah. than later, you will be in the boots of another character if you have a character that you don't enjoy playing. So don't worry about that. If, if like, man, I really want to play these characters, but I don't get to choose, don't worry. Because you'll eventually, you'll cycle through these so quickly that you'll hit everybody at least you once will. throughout a level, too. So yeah, don't, even, and, don't even stress And even that. if you fail as, as a character that you really like or one that you don't like... When you restart yeah. the level, like you mentioned earlier, you're not going to restart as that same character. It actually yeah. also resets when you start from the, the beginning again, yep. which is which is yeah. all part of the variety and the fun with it, is that they're just like, yeah, exactly. Play here's all the goofiness, we're going to throw it at you, and that's it. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to make sure that I that I mention is, um, I, 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 I assume, I mean, you've, you've beaten this game in the past and gotten all the way through yeah. it. I don't know if we should sort of like, quote unquote, spoil the sort of shift that happens towards the end of the game or not. Um, but I, I didn't expect it. Whether we whether we name okay. it or not, I didn't expect that to be the case. And I like how it introduced something new at the end. I was like, oh, yes. okay, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. I, so I would say like let's 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 keep it on the wraps because I think okay. that's like probably one of the, the the things I enjoyed a lot about this game too is kind of like wrapping up towards the end and seeing kind of that that shift a little bit yeah. and it just being something different like you said it's like it, it's very one note throughout most of this game and you're like yeah I am yeah. this is what my expectations yeah. I know what I'm doing and then that changes a bit so yeah play bro force because I looked it up how long to beat seven hours that's how long there you go and mine says I'm six and a half so I, so I you're, know you're pretty yeah. much there at this I'm point too yeah and, and i'm definitely willing to keep going because uh yeah even if i don't get any more characters even if i don't unlock enough to get the next one um mm-hmm. i'm happy with my roster and i'm happy with how i'm able to sort of like you know approach each like that's the other thing is you, you sort of approach you, you get that character whether you die or whether you you take him out of the cage or whatever and you're like oh yeah. okay now i know how i generally have to approach the next spot that i'm in with this character because this is how they control um yeah and and you sort of get into like a bit of a rhythm and i and i like the rhythm of this game even though it is very fast-paced and bombastic Mm. and everything there is a rhythm to it and and i think they do a really good job with it yeah absolutely the one thing that i would be curious about is like uh, with bro force forever and these characters i'd love to be a fly on the wall to see like why they went there and they didn't pull from like 
random modern things. Like it'd be hilarious to have like Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games as like <laughs> oh one of the God. characters. Or oh. to pull from like things like that. I, I was so curious if like this was their list and they pulled from this. Like what else didn't make the cut? Like I'm so curious of what characters didn't make this like six that they were adding to this like addition to Bro Force because I feel like there's so much potential. They probably had so many characters that they were like debating on doing. Yeah, and and pretty much all of these are recognizable enough. Like they're not. Re- yeah. I mean, some of these are B movies and things like that, but they're all like larger, I guess, mm-hmm. popular movies or you know. Um, but you, when you really look at it and you look at the list or you play through it and you realize what you're unlocking, you just go like, Oh man. Yeah. They're going there. And I love that they're going there. How does this work? And then you explore how it works. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm also curious, like, like rights wise, how this works too. Like, does uh, how, do they have to like get the rights for some of these things like you know some of these shows are older some of them are relatively newer like what's that about to like what is the process of doing that i, like, I know i'm so curious about that i I'm, I'm assuming that they have to do some sort of you know go through rights and paperwork and things like that for some of them mm-hmm. but this is also a parody so I, but what's, that's the other thing I was like because of how they're naming it and they're like it's not the actual character but it's the likeness it's parody do they even need to like get the rights for these characters I think it would really depend yeah. I, I don't it's know a, it's I mean, a gray area yeah it probably there probably is a lot of gray area that they have to work through and yeah. that wouldn't surprise me as to that's part of what they had to work on as the game was in early development to early release and updating yeah. it is that's probably a lot of what they have yeah. to do never mind balancing yeah. the game just getting rambo and the terminator right. in there is enough you know like that's <laughs> a like, lot the, right the, there the, the, this isn't men in black he's bro in black <laughs> very different character very different character. totally different yeah totally yeah different. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they wipe their memory it's like a little flash he has like a laser beam it's it's different he's not the same guy I, you know what i didn't even know guy. it was from men in black i had no idea yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know it. Could have been anybody. It's just a guy with glasses. That's all. <laughs> yeah, just a guy with glasses <laughs> in a suit with a laser gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Dave, wrapping it up here, give us kind of your, your final thoughts on Broforce. Broforce is fun, bombastic silliness and mm-hmm. fast-paced action that is difficult at times. Uh, goofy yes. pretty much all the time and fun pretty much all the time. You know, I think I, I mentioned earlier in the episode that I'm playing a game like Rift Apart or even On Guard mm-hmm. was a little bit of that where, you know, it's it's not silly fun, but it's more lighthearted palate cleanser yeah. kind of stuff. This is one of those games, 100% in Absolutely. so many different ways. Um, you know, every once in a while I was like, ooh, okay, announcer, stop doing that. Other than that, I had a fantastic mm-hmm. time in this game and... As I mentioned before, I will finish it because I know I'm close to the end. Um, I probably won't like go back and like try to get a better score or unlock more characters or whatever. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that because the large roster that I already unlocked, like I mentioned, is already a really great time. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I'm happy you recommended it because uh, I was so ready to press play on this or buy years and years ago, yes. and I finally did. Perfect excuse to do it. So I had a great time with it, and I'm having a great time with it. Awesome. Well, I'm glad too because of an excuse for me to jump back into it because I haven't played it since I oh, played it like back in 2015. So I haven't jumped back into it. Yeah. I played a little bit for for this show. Just like, oh, let me like refresh and get yeah, an idea yeah, yeah. of kind of yeah. like how it is again. Um, and I kind of want to see if there was anything, you know, early on that they did with the changes to Bro Force Forever. Right. But 
uh yeah i'm glad i jumped back in because i was like and, and honestly seeing that it's only seven hours i might just run through it because it's yeah. not that long it's an easy enough game i might just run through it again here too yeah it's just a little goofy yeah. fun and you know before you start jumping into the more serious stuff that's going to keep coming out so it's kind of yeah. good timing yeah yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. With the end half of this year, yeah. only serious hardcore games left. Exactly. Capital G gamers only. <laughs> only. <laughs> only, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that is all for this episode of Get Wrecked. Thank you for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode as always. But more importantly, Dave, thank you for coming on and talking about these games. Thank you for recommending Shipbreaker, my new uh, podcast game that I play when I edit. <laughs> and that is that. And, you know, now I get to play Broforcing, which is a ton of fun. But again, one more time, let the people know where they can find Remember 64 and Shill Away. This is your red carpet. Whatever you got going on right now, if you want to pitch whatever, it's on you, buddy. Um, yeah, Remember 64 is easy to find on, on podcast apps. So just search that um, using yeah. the number 64. Um, and then social media is uh, sort of a disaster in the last couple of months in 2023, yep. especially. So yep. you, you can search <laughs> for it. I don't know if it's ever going to pop up in your feed. I don't know how things work anymore. Uh, so, but yeah. if you want to, if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, um, at Remember64Show is where you can find it. So TikTok's on there, Twitter. Um, I even have like a, a, a blue sky going. I got uh, Instagram. There's too many. There's too many. I can't deal with them all. And that's the problem, right? It's just like, oh, find me anywhere. Where? I don't know. Anywhere. Like that's kind of like how anywhere, it feels. Honestly, so, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, I I would say that social media wise, Instagram's fairly active. Um, and then mm-hmm. outside of social media would be would be the podcast feed, but also on YouTube, mm-hmm. I'm trying to put up you know, clips and TikTok uh, clips yeah. of the show. Um, you know, there'd be like quick 45 second things that I put up. Um, sometimes I put up some of the gameplay of the 64 mm. games that I'm playing as well. So they're sort of long plays, you know, sometimes they're, they're in a, yeah. half an hour or something like that, but it's not like it's going to be just me playing straight for half an hour. Right. Um, like for toy story, which I put up recently, toy story two that I, that I yes. was playing, I put, you know, the first level, and then I put, like, the third level together. It's just, if you want to see the game mm-hmm. and sort of see what it looks like and see how bad I am at these games, you can press play on that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I'm starting to put up video versions of the episodes as well. So I hadn't done that yeah. at first, but now I'm going to put up the actual video discussion of it and everything. Um, f- fairly bare bones for those ones, but at least yeah. you can you can see my ugly face if you want. So uh, that's up there as well. And uh, I think on YouTube, it's, it's interesting because I think you have to put, like, a dash between your numbers or something. So it's remember... Uh, dash 64 but i think if you just oh interesting i didn't know that something like that or maybe that was taken i don't remember why but that's what it is um even if you search remember 64 nintendo 64 podcast i'm sure it's going to show up right um but uh yeah those are probably the best places to find it and you know i just try and plug my own stuff but also try and interact with people as much as i can too because i just want to mm-hmm. talk about games not just the 64 which yeah. is why it was great to come on to a show like this because i'm mm-hmm. always playing stuff that isn't on the n64 yep. as well and i and i love that i have 
every console under the sun from the last 15 years. So uh, if it has existed... Hold on to them. Never let them go is what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wish I did that 25 years ago, and here we are. Yeah. Yep, I, I feel that. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that's it. I also have a Patreon page, too. Um, Remember 64 mm-hmm. Show is on that as well, where you'll get all the episodes, including the video uh, versions, early. Because um, I usually sort of record a little bit ahead of time, and I try and release those early yeah. on there. Also, short, like, five-minute sort of snippets of, like, basically five minutes of the discussion we just had. We'll be like, hey, Mm. I just randomly played Metroid Zero Mission for the first time. Here are my thoughts. And this may not be a selling point to anybody, but I basically just ramble for five minutes. I don't edit it. I just (laughs) speak, and I talk, and I think, like, oh, these are are my thoughts. And I just kind of put it out there. But at least it's something different, right? So Yeah. um, I'm here for the unfiltered rambling. I'm here for Unfiltered rambling, which is generally how i talk anyway and operate anyway so um yeah and uh that's pretty much it that's all that's all the stuff related to the show so awesome and luckily enough for you guys it's all down below you just click the links and you're there you don't gotta search very hard i got you don't worry you're in my hands direct (laughs) feed and if you liked our conversation and you want like a familiar jumping off point go check our glover episode we did me and dave talked about glover it was a great time start there and then check out all the rest of his content because remember 64 is fantastic it is on my weekly rotation of listening to podcasts and you should listen to it too thank you sir of course well guys again thank you for listening and thanks for getting to the end that is all for this month's get wrecked episode next month ben will be joined by guests talking about more exciting games so we just flop back and forth try to get new guests every single month but if you're interested check that out until then peace out we love you i'll see you next month ciao